Welcome to Free Talk Live. It is yet another live Sunday edition of the show. As always, you can join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've got the Discord on-air call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. And joining you here tonight in the studio, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. All right. So here we are. And, of course, you can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want to discuss. Um, Richie, you had a story that Mark got very excited about. Uh, This was uh, Barack Obama apparently is speaking out about corruption in government. Yes. He says his administration shows that it's possible to achieve great power without corruption. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> right, because there's no corruption during the Obama administration, what with the whole Edward Snowden prosecution and uh, going uh, after maybe Julian Maybe personal Assange. scandals. He kinda, he, you know, there wasn't a lot <laughs> oh, of personal Oh, he didn't have anybody uh, giving him a BJ under the desk is what you're saying. Stuff like that, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a scandal and corruption is different. Sure. Yeah, so, true. Well, I, I am to believe that this... Uh, stalwart man known as barack obama well we should let him say whatever it is that yeah. you know the quote is here before we get too deep into it but. Like, uh, color me skeptical how's that yeah oh yeah 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 former u.s president barack obama told an audience in brazil that his two-term white house administration showed power does not necessarily have to corrupt those who wield it alluding to lord acton's famous quote power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely Obama, whose presidency... He didn't have absolute power. If he did, that he would have got a lot of things done that he didn't get done. Mm. He's just the president. And... The most powerful man on the planet. Until that, Trump. Sure. Because each president keeps building right. on the, the power that they aggregate. The well, and, and Congress goes along with it. Sure. All right. Uh, he was and who keynote, was he interviewed by? I'm sorry, I missed... This I missed was a that. keynote speech at ah. VTEX Day 2009 conference in Sao Paulo on Wednesday. How much did he get paid for this speech? Uh... We might get there. I, I think it's hundreds of thousands. Okay. Are you think he's that, that expensive? I've heard Bill Clinton's only like a hundred grand. Okay, maybe it was uh, tens of thousands. They say that's a good reason to one run for president is because then you the can speechify. bump your speech. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You can make the rest of though, your whole life. You can just, just give, give speeches. speeches yeah. yeah. Uh, his comments appear to rebuke, uh, appear to be a rebuke on the incumbent president Donald Trump, whose controversial administration had been rocked by multiple scandals and controversies such as the ongoing drama around special counsel Robert Mueller's report on the Russian investigation. Uh, President Trump came to power on the back of a campaign that promised it would drain the swamp, portraying himself as the man to clean up Washington and the corruption that tarnished it. He has since been dogged by accusations and corruption himself. Well, I mean, I'll say this in defense of Donald Trump. His military, under his command, hasn't shelled a hospital. That you know of. That we know of. That, and admittedly, they did uh, his, bomb some people over there in the Middle East. Though. Yeah, but he has not. You know, they they haven't shelled a Doctors Without Borders hospital. Okay. Barack Obama can't say that. And by the way, it really sucks that we live in a country where somebody getting, uh, you know, some kind of oral satisfaction in the uh, Oval Office is a significantly bigger story than uh, the people, Killing innocent the, people, the people who are under their command using artillery to shell a hospital. Right. I mean, like, one of these is terrible. Another one of these is, uh, absolutely. Well, that's, that's something between you and your wife you need to figure out. Well, yeah, and one that comes back to a, a theme that we had talk, discussed on Friday night on, on Free Talk Live, the idea that 
at least in the United States, sex is considered to be a bad thing. It's right? taboo. Yeah. I mean, just in general, even though everybody's interested in it. Oh, you yeah. Know, <laughs> it's a natural thing. Uh, we've been indoctrinated because of the Puritan past of this country that still exists today, uh, to some extent, to believe that sex is bad. Even when you're married, it's kind of bad. You should feel guilty about it. You know, like there's all this baggage that's uh, been well, piled on top of this. I don't think you should feel bad about um, sex that you have when you're married. I don't think anyone should feel bad Unless, about sex. Like, At all, yeah. Unless well, it's forced. Well,. I think that there's times when, like, the kids walk into the room when you're doing it, and well, that's kind of, you know. That might be a little embarrassing, maybe. Well, on it's awkward. Is, is only embarrassment because, a bad feeling? Well, well it's <laughs> awkward only because of the programming that you've had about sex. Yeah. It's, you've been programmed to think that sex is something that needs to be a secret, right. that it needs to be hidden, uh, especially from the children or whatever. I suspect uh, children throughout history, the vast majority of history, have seen their parents doing the naughty because mostly... Yep. Parents and children have lived in one room or a mm. giant open room with families. Yeah, I was going to say that. You have you have very large families in very small room houses. Right. When when we look at people who are still Stone Age around the uh, the earth, we see that they do not have the same hangups that the rest of us have. That, wow, my God, every child must have its own room and uh, parents must have their own room and yeah. uh, they must be able to be quiet and whatever. Well, people in the United States or the people in Europe, for instance, don't have the same hangups that... Uh the people in the I'm US. I'm sure they've do. got their own hangups. I suspect they do, but, but they're not over sex. But regarding sex, not not so much. And uh, I mean, public nudity is much more accepted there. You, you're more likely to see uh, sexual, you know, nudity in uh, you know television, Advertising. And, yeah, that kind of thing. So I it, had somebody who had visited France in the '70s said that uh, people came out and blatantly stared at him when he was jogging shirtless. So um, it may be that public nudity in certain places is accepted. Maybe. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't live there, obviously, but uh, this is His just what His interpretation was that it was him being shirtless. Maybe it was just him jogging. I have no idea. You know, like who? Who, who knows? Would, why? What is that man running from? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know how how we got on the topic of sex from uh, Obama talking. But, because uh, sex is always a topic. <laughs> oh, the you had scandals and corruption. Yeah, you had compa- you had compared it to the bombings or yeah. or whatever, and like, well, why aren't people as upset about that? It's the same thing. You know, like Americans can watch the most violent uh, films and not bat an eye at it but oh my god if somebody gets caught like you know like the police are a good example of this remember we've seen so many violent police stories with cops killing dogs uh which does tend to rile up more people because when they kill a dog it's you know cute dog and it's close so sorry for that uh, well there's but, a story out right now of a, a young man that was held in a car at gunpoint when there seemed to be no reason for it and when the p- police officer found out that he was filming mm. suddenly his whole tune changed oh i bet there was but, the other one did you guys cover it where the guy was like Picking up trash outside of his dorm room, and was held at gunpoint. No, I don't oh, man. I didn't see that one. He had, he had one of those little. Um, the Where little, was this? Uh, Colorado, uh, I think. The little he, grabby things. He had one of the little grabby things, yeah. and the officer was yelling at him to drop his weapon. Drop the weapon. It's like you know it's not a weapon. It's the trash picker up. He's like, I consider it a weapon right now. You were threatening me with mm, it. Oh boy. Uh, Put of it course, down. black Ca- dude. Campus yeah. cop. Uh, no, actual PD. Huh? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, and other cops showed he didn't. He actually never put it down, right. and that didn't get shot. Wow. But other That's police amazing. showed up and That's defused ballsy. it. 
yeah, crazy, actually. Lucky to be alive. Um, so, you know, you've got these constant examples of police violence, which are more visible now than ever before because of all the, you know, ubiquitous video cameras. Yes. And thank goodness for all those wonderful people who actually held up a video camera to record the police behaving badly. But in most of those circumstances, the police officer in question, even though caught red-handed doing something corrupt and, and terrible, horrifying and violent or whatever, they end up getting a slap on the hand in, in usually the worst case. Very rarely will they actually end up being charged and, and actually lose the, you know, get found guilty. But but, it, but if it's a sexual story, we even had right. a, a situation where a police officer was fired for mowing his lawn. That's what I was going to bring up. Underwear. <laughs> yep. I mean, fired because what? because of his underwear. That's what he was fired over. Right. And so these, like, just to make it clear, these weren't tidy whities These were the, the boxer, sh- boxer boxer briefs. Boxer briefs, yeah. boxer briefs that the man was wearing. But if he were had been wearing... Were they with the American flags? <laughs> <laughs> if, they were, if, if he had been wearing bike shorts, yeah. what would have been the difference? I, I mean, don't know. Maybe they would have gotten him for having his shirt off. I mean, honestly, there's these, such... Pr- the prudishness... Is ridiculous. I'm from Florida, and I would always mow shirtless, shirtless. Me too. In a pair of shorts with no underpants on, yeah. Because I went. It's disgusting to mow lawns in Florida. (sighs) You're covered in things like sand, and that's why I quit when I moved up here. And all that stuff. Yeah, that'd be pretty. (laughs) And I just would go from there to the hose, and you know, I Mm -hmm. had a private area where my hose was. You couldn't be seen. There was a little privacy fence or whatever. Hose myself off as best I could there, and then tiptoe about (laughs) ten feet to the to the shower and get in, sort of get the rest off. Yeah, I I I feel this guy uh, for mowing. I don't understand why you would mow in your underwear, but uh, you know, I mean, it it they're functionally no difference (laughs) between those underwear and bike shorts. All right, we got more on the way here. Uh, More from Obama. The quote. some quotes or whatever. We'll, uh, yeah, coming up the next paragraph is yeah, kind of what he said. We'll get into that. He's claiming he didn't have corruption in his administration. God. Uh, 855-450, free like freedom. Do you think he actually believes what he's saying? Is he that crazy That's sociopathic? That's the narrative that's going on on uh, Facebook. That he believes what he's saying? Well, that, that, that he had a corruption-free oh, administration. Really? It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Sunday edition of the program. As always, you can join us here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. I was just talking with uh, Stephen Zeiler from AnyPay.Global, the company that makes it super easy to accept payments in uh, your favorite cryptocurrencies. Uh, whether you are a brick and mortar mom and pop business, you know, with a real life location, or you're a service provider going house to house, you know, fixing stuff for people or whatever, you want to accept crypto, AnyPay makes it super easy. But they've they've been so popular recently, he had to double his server capacity. Oh wow! Because nice. they are hitting like record levels of usage, which is very exciting. You can learn more about how to accept. Cryptocurrency like uh, Dash or Zcash, Bitcoin Cash, or Bitcoin, the original Bitcoin as well. Uh, they got a bunch of them over there, actually about 10 or 11. I think they're even taking Bitcoin SV now. That's their latest one over there at AnyPay. You can go to helpmetakebitcoin.com. That's helpmetakebitcoin.com and get started. And it is way easier than you probably think that it's going to be. With you tonight, by the way, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. Uh, we can go to your calls and thoughts, and you can bring up whatever you want. More from Obama, though. He's got uh, 
He's got glowing things to say about, about his himself admi- yeah. <laughs> and his administration. And his administration. And Whatever that means. No. He's the one who put the administration together. Sure. Yeah. If I have glowing things to say about Free Talk Live, I'm talking about me, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yep. Uh, so what you're saying is you're like Obama. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't mind patting myself on the back. <laughs> Let's Abs- go. Absolutely. To, so uh, five, five every but now and then. I have people here who will stop me if I go too far. True. Let's go to Keith in Virginia, listening to WNIS in uh, Virginia Beach. Hey, Keith. Hi, Ian. And thank you all so much for your service with Free Talk Live. And Thanks. for taking my call again. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, it's for one of the main things I forgot to tell everyone. Yesterday, and it was specifically mentioned at the beginning of Fox News Radio regarding the uh, Virginia Beach shooting. Uh, mm-hmm. Less than an hour ago, they they questioned uh, the why of it, and I forgot to mention a less than fourteen minute YouTube video. If anybody anybody can search it in the quotes to bring it up to the top of the results quicker, but uh, why I took a gun to school in quotes? Why I took a gun to school? And that may be the same reason that this man took a gun and shot all those people. And what's the reason in the video, for those that aren't going to look? Well, what it explains is, uh, this is regarding what Ann Blake Tracy, who spoke to you as well yesterday, talked about. This was a lady who uh, basically said that this was, uh, a lot of these shootings are ostensibly coming from the use of uh, SSRI antidepressant uh, medications. Right, and this video is a is kind of a, a good, um, just a brief explanation with a real case scenario of somebody who fortunately didn't end up hurting or killing anybody, and it was peacefully averted, but he did go to jail for it. And then, uh, I don't want to give it all away, but everybody should watch the video, but it explains, he was a 16-year-old in uh, Spokane, Washington. It, it explains, it really explains how otherwise good and normal people can do all kinds of horrific and even just weird things when they are on all kinds of uh, government-approved prescription mind-altering drugs. And they're not just psych drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they could be weight loss drugs. They could be to stop smoking. Mm-hmm. In fact, the two... Uh, for example, um, the Charleston, South Carolina, uh, black school shooter and the Charlottesville killer who drove into the crowd, they're both on some of these medications, too. Mm, really? So the point is, well, well it it your may brain not chemistry. Been, mm-hmm. expect some kind of result. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, but the point is, you know, they may not be liable and really responsible for those things that were just like guns shouldn't be blamed for what. You know, the the uh, pharmaceutical companies who pull in a trillion dollars every two years on, uh, you know, you, that's just U.S. sales. I might Donald take Trump issue with that. If you're if 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 you're not being forced to take the drug and you're choosing to take the drug, whether under your own volition or under doctor's orders, I think that carries some responsibility for any actions that you manifest yourself yeah, afterwards. But you don't know what necessarily is going to happen. I'm not saying that uh, you don't, aren't responsible. You are responsible for all of your actions. Are we are we using different words for liable and responsible then? Because he said you're not li- you shouldn't be held liable for well, your let actions. Me, let me put it this way: When you've got, are you there still? Yes, right here. When you've got uh, somebody who is basically told by 
all those people in authority, whether they be in the media, journalists, who people have been led to trust, or if they're uh, the government, all three branches of government at all levels, or if it's um, the medical establishment, med- medical journals, which John Rappaport has exposed uh, with uh, admission by uh, one of the publishers of or, or editors of one of these medical journals, that, yeah, they actually have lied in them about things that are supposed to be peer-reviewed science, medical science, and remedies and things like that. And and so when you've got all of these things, why is it that any average normal person should feel that they're not doing a responsible thing by just following their doctor's recommendations and doing things that are not only legal but advised by the government and, you know, things like that. Now, of course, the point of my call is so that people will stop uh, basically, you know, complying with what has become a priesthood of the medical, pharmaceutical uh, government complex, as well as media and academia, and that they are able to find out information that's, that's um, you know, alternative and actually more accurate and correct and safe. Sure is so, hard to discern you know, what is correct these days, isn't it? Like, it is, you know, you've got the, not, the purported experts right. over here, and they say different things than the purported experts on the other side. And it's like, you know, you can do your own research, but then you're just reading what the experts say. And then or even if you're one. doing research and you hear what, uh, you know, nincompoops are saying, too. Yeah, I sure. mean, there's a nincompoop on the Internet that's talking about every single thing that you look at, right. whatever it is. And then you it get isn't dismissed easy. for not being a doctor. What's that? Then you get dismissed for not being a doctor. Right. Well, you know, I've done my own research. Well, have you gone to eight years of medical school? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and who funds the medical school but the big pharma companies? And and they fund the medical journals, too. And Mm. full public disclosure disclosure of which government-approved prescription drugs that are involved in all these cases of murder and suicide and even some other crazy and bizarre stuff. I mean, that needs to be... But, you know, otherwise... It's swept under the rug. rug. It, it's kept hidden in settlements. There are so many wrongful death and other uh, problematic uh, settlements because of the drug companies that people don't get to know about. That the uh, the, the, claim, the the people that uh, you know uh, fought against the drug companies. Yeah, the, the medical establishment is uh, very hard to take about. on. There's there's no doubt about it. Thank you, Keith, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Luckily, we do have the internet where people can get access to alternative opinions. Whether those are right or not is a whole other question. I'm working up here. 855-450-FREE like freedom. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live has found that though U.S. financial institutions are prohibited from doing business with foreign gambling websites, it's not illegal for U.S.-based internet users to gamble on those sites. People have been using VPNs or virtual private networks to connect to sites like games.bitcoin.com and play games with Bitcoin Cash. Games.bitcoin.com features poker, blackjack, roulette, craps, keno, slots, and dice. You can conduct your own investigation at games.bitcoin.com. It's Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free here, whether you want to talk about school shooters, psychos, and other psychos, like politicians, which is where we started the show tonight. Uh, Barack Obama 
a uh, sociopath, as many politicians, probably all of them, maybe with the exception of Ron Paul, uh, are. And uh, he's getting in the media now and saying his administration was not corrupt. Free of it. Yeah, we're going to get to the actual quote coming up here in moments. With you tonight, by the way, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. Also, want to make sure that you know about Edge Wallet. If you are ready to get into cryptocurrency, or maybe you're old school, and you're just looking for a darn good wallet that I happen to be a big fan of, I use it more than any other wallet out there. I just used it today. I just did, too, uh, to buy my uh, dinner tonight over at the local libertarian meetup that we do every Sunday. Anyway, edge.app is where you can go. You can also get it from your Android or Apple app stores. It allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including way more than I'm going to be able to list here, but just a few of the, the biggies, including Bitcoin BTC, Ethereum, the tokens for some of the tokens for Ethereum, um, Monero, Ripple, Stellar, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. You can go to edge.app. They're a veteran team. They've been building apps for cryptocurrency since 2014, and they will help you secure your freedom. Edge.app is their website. As we continue here, so um, who was he interviewed with again, uh, Barack Obama? Uh, this was, oh, this a, was a speech given in uh, Brazil, VTEX Day 2009 conference in Sao Paulo. All right. And he's bragging. He's bragging. Here's the quote, because that's, that's where we're leaving off. Yeah, I want to hear the quote. Nobody was jailed. We made mistakes. Wait, wait, what? what? <laughs> Nobody was jailed. That's what he said. It's a quote. <laughs> well, out of the out of the administration. So he's talking like oh, Scooter, okay. Scooter Libby, things like that. His people. Okay, gotcha. They, they, they jailed lots of people. Yeah, <laughs> but not out of that particular. Not administration. his buddies. His yeah. buddies didn't get jailed. Scandal free. Uh huh. C- corruption. I don't know free. that anybody got uh, jailed out of the Bill Clinton uh, administration. I don't know. Uh, too young for that. Uh, nobody was jailed. We made mistakes. We were not perfect, but we maintained integrity and we were able to show that it is possible to achieve great power without corruption. That's the quote. <laughs> well, I suppose without obvious corruption, but again, I uh, it would point out many things sort of went wrong and there probably should be more... Um, that's a, such a false statement. Accountability. The idea that you can have great power without corruption is just yeah. flat on its face false. I mean, we've talked before about the scientific studies done on people and power yes. and how it is that people and Obama's a person purportedly uh, when given power are likely to either be corrupt already and seeking the power or will become corrupted by the power. Yeah. Right. Corrupt, seek, corrupt people yeah. seek power, and power corrupts uncorrupted people. Yeah, it's, it's not just a, a saying. They say a, it all the time. True. They'll say power is addictive, and they say it all of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could get Barack Obama to say it if, if, if he was feeling a little honest. Didn't uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger actually look back on his t- uh, terms as uh, governor in California? It was addictive. Yeah, didn't he say something like that? Wasn't he did say something like that, but uh, recently another politician whom I cannot remember, <laughs> he said something similar. And a, por- a former politician, somebody who's yeah. out of office, yeah, you I mean? Can't, yeah, I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, but it was just said in the news yeah. within the last month. I think with Obama, it's probably more the corruptible seeking power, because wasn't as a community he organizer- was a senator previously. Right, right, and he was, it seemed to me, part of, the, part of his story- was that he was being groomed for that political career path mm-hmm. all the well, way yeah. up. What was exactly his goal? 
Like, if, if he was really there to achieve one thing besides getting power, mm. what was that thing that he was trying to achieve? Now, we know he... To bring uh, dignity and respect back to the presidency. Well, thank God. Change. Hope. <laughs> I, hope and change. We, what, there was no hope at, once you realized there was no change. Okay? So nothing changed during the Barack Obama administration. Sure. He was black. Oh, okay. But, um, I mean, you know, many black leaders critiqued him for not being black enough. He had a white mom, and his dad wasn't from, he wasn't African American. He was black. Well, it depends. He might have actually been African, right? Wasn't that? Right. Well, I mean, that was one of the scandals, purportedly. His, his dad, uh, you know, uh, was Kenya, I guess, right? from Kenya or something yeah. to, the, to that effect. And look, I don't care where you're from. I, I don't actually don't care uh, the part about in the Constitution where you're supposed to be a natural born citizen. I don't care about that either. I think that's ridiculous. Mm. Why should that make a difference? What's that? Constitutional amendment. No, oh. President it'll, Schwarzenegger. It'll go nowhere because of the nativism and populism that's uh, that runs this country. By the way, did you see the uh, the new Terminator trailer? Since we're talking about no, I did not. Arnold. Yeah, they're making another one. Yeah, they're bringing back Sarah Connor. Nice. Like the actual Linda Hamilton, the actress from Terminator One and Two. I think that's great. And yeah. Linda Hamilton looks so awesome in T Two. Yeah. Uh, she she really had had gotten in great shape. But are they bringing back Arnold? Yeah, yeah, he's back. They're going to have a 70-year-old running around sure pretending are. to be a robot? See, and I, I didn't see that trailer, but I did see the new trailer for Rambo. Last <laughs> yeah. blow. He, oh, that looks good. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to... It's like really, a wild... It's like a Western Rambo or whatever. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, but... He's like retired on a farm or something. something. Hap- he gets in fight... And it looks like he's getting in a fight with a gang of drug dealers or something. It has like, that look Are right. you serious? You're going to do the drug dealer plot? They drew first blood. He's drawing last blood. Look, Hollywood's on the ropes right now. They're, you mean like out of ideas? The old saying that Hollywood's out of ideas. Hollywood has been out of ideas. I mean, this is the reason superhero movies are making it. There's just nothing new in Hollywood, and then the Hollywood people are like, ah, wah, wah. I mean, how come superhero movies are making it? Well, it's because all the other stuff sucks. That's why. Well, I mean, isn't there something to be said that basically every story's always <laughs> already been written? Uh, they also they also say that there's only seven stories to be told right, yeah. and those are like the archetypes of which all other stories isn't are this the hero's on. journey uh, joseph campbell or whatever that yeah you know, I've, essentially... I've heard all these things and yeah. i think the number is higher than seven okay uh but you know whatever it's not very many and yeah that's fine you can do that but there's well okay so what i said previously mm-hmm. was avatars the movie that saved hollywood because it introduced a technology of uh you know cg cgi was really you know the, the whole not movie introduce cgi it was whole huge and then it had a new form of uh that would have been 3D. like the abyss i understand also james cameron but in 1988 or 89 uh was that didn't seem to really do anything as far as like it didn't really take off the for way a they little wanted while it, to. it did yeah but there's all- movies made today that are not 3d of a lot of them and i just heard that they stopped manufacturing tv 3d televisions in like 2015 yeah, yeah. that didn't so take off at all it didn't take off at all yeah, so you can't even translate that into the home theater. right so if it's that if it wasn't that popular at the home level it's not that you know it's not been uh, it hasn't lit the world on fire let's just say i think it gave uh hollywood an opportunity to you're know, like come back up for air so I that think robert right, downey jr extent. could come in and bring the avengers franchise that saved hollywood I mean, that's you're you're not going to see movies. I don't think you're going to see movies that are as big as that that are not superhero movies in the next ten years. Wait, did you just? Oh, you said that they won't be as big as the superhero. Hollywood sucks. Yeah. It's out of ideas. It's crying because we don't have. How come the superhero movies are making money? How did Marvel walk in and make all this money? Well, because you, you guys suck.
that's hmm. the reason. I, I kind of tend to agree with that. Like, I don't, I can't see anything on the forefront that's mm-hmm. as exciting or, you know, potentially mind blowing as what just ended. Yep. Okay. And maybe you don't like they super- ended it? I thought they're going to make more sequels. Sure. Sure. Phase three ended and there will be more. Okay. I, I don't expect you to know what the difference is between phase one, phase two, and phase three or phase four. Yeah, no. I Actually, never phase three things. hasn't ended. It doesn't end until uh, Far From Home with Spider-Man. But is that the end of it? I thought that was like the new post-Infinity War. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it is the it is the post-in-game uh, uh, story. Anyway. Let's go to the phones here. Scott is on the line uh, in West Virginia listening to WSLW. Hello, Scott. Hello, how you doing, sir? Hey, welcome. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to mention, I, I really think, you know, I, I was predicting the movie theater thing, and I think the next movie will be probably the Trump administration's, uh, you know, involvement with this Mueller investigation, which was basically all a, a made-up scandal by the Democrats, and how no one wants to admit the fact that uh, it was all basically a hoax just to cover up the fact that Hillary had... Uh, gone ahead and committed treason by obstructing justice. Scott, I want you to hang on. We'll bring you back here in just a moment. Stand by. Uh, More with Scott. By the way, calling from one of our newest affiliates there, Lewisburg, West Virginia, WSLW, AMFM. Welcome. I've been through there. uh, To listeners there. 855-450-FREE. More with Scott. Your calls and thoughts as well. Obama? Scandal-free? No corrupt? It's Free Talk Live. You bring up anything you want here, and it is the live Sunday edition of the program. Open phones, as always. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live, of course, brought to you by our wonderful Free Talk Live amplifiers like Dylan M., who is a silver amplifier, meaning Dylan contributes $5 a month to the AMP program at ampamp.freetalklive.com. That's where you can go to get signed up and get access to some of the cool perks that we offer to our amplifiers there. Uh, so please, if you appreciate what we do, if you want to hear us getting on about about us getting on more radio stations around the country, then it's the amplifiers that have helped us do a lot of that work by helping us advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. And again, it's only 5 bucks a month. And that is what Dylan is contributing as a silver amplifier. And you get some cool perks and some bonuses as a result of that, like access to the uh, the AMP chat room on our Discord server. There's an AMP-only Facebook group for those of you still hanging out on Facebook and more. Get all the details over at ampamp.freetalklive.com as we continue with Scott in West Virginia, listening to WSLW there in Lewisburg. Scott, uh, welcome back. You didn't have a whole lot of time there, so I wanted to make sure you had a chance to get your thoughts out. We've been talking about Obama claiming his... His administration wasn't corrupt. Well, basically, I thought about it, and I said, in a nutshell, in my mind, the Democratic Party, everything they've accused the Republicans of is basically what they have done already. Oh, yeah. And as far as obstruction, as far as any, any anything that they actually have put in the Republican parties, you know, saying they have committed a crime as... The Democratic Party have already done. Well, it's probably true that Republicans have done it, too, just to be clear. They're all scum and they're all corrupt. Right. I mean, isn't that just politics where they, you know, like for some reason we take these liars and thieves seriously as they sit over there and throw mud? Well, you've got to take a man with a gun seriously. Well, I mean, look, you the, the men with guns only obey the liars and thieves. Sure. Like politicians don't go around uh, no, they're you know, collecting taxes or anything like that. Politicians are just a bunch of criminals sure. that we give limousines too whereas uh, but, but, you know for whatever reason the rest of us go out and and obey these nuts 
All right, what the whole thing is, the media, they are keeping it a, a big smokescreen by, by following up on the Mueller investigation, which was not any, and it wasn't even an investigation because the whole thing was made up. And how can you have well, some I mean, sort of, they did, you know, they did something, something, report. something up that didn't exist? Well, they had a they had a four hundred page report that said that uh, well uh, we don't have enough information to arrest him, um, and the the guy who only the government could spend four hundred pages saying right. that the guy who takes thirty five million dollars to do the job of investigating Trump's like well I can't do the job of investigating Trump because there's a law that doesn't apply to this and something I mean it this is the most right. mixed up mess. I mean, why Mueller? The only reason Mueller isn't laughed out of Congress for his testimony, which is obviously a plug for his new book. And by really? the way, you know, <laughs> bump up hey, those every- speaking fees. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody, make Mueller famous and buy his book. I don't care. Mm. But this well, is crazy. Well, I think what crazy. they ought to do is they ought to, they ought to find the Democratic Party guilty of conspiracy and as far as making up all this stuff, and then make them pay for all of what they've done out of their pocket. Well, see, and they're doubling they're doubling down as well because oh. they came out with the report, and then you know, like I was saying, they came out with the report and said that he didn't do. We don't have any evidence that he did anything illegal, and then they doubled down and said, "Well, but we don't have any evidence that he didn't do anything <laughs> illegal." That's grasping at straws. Therefore, form your own opinion about what we may or may not have found. But just right. to be clear, Scott, what is it you want the Democrats to pay for and to the whole investigation? Pay for the whole legal system. Pay Mueller's expenses and everything that has been. All the expenditures have should be paid by the Democratic Party because they made up this lie through the GPS. Thing where they where they had the fake dossier that made it all up to begin with. Didn't the Republicans so, I mean, do this uh, like four or five years ago with the Benghazi thing too? Like they you know investigated, 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 investigated as far as they could investigate, and finally they come up with nothing. That's one I of mean, the benefits of being in uh, political control is you can wield the auspices uh, and the tools and the violence of the state against your political enemies and have the taxpayers pay for it. And that's what I'm trying to say here is is that the only reason this works is because we continue to listen to these liars and thieves. Stop giving them the, our money. The, <laughs> you just gave one five dollars the, the other day. There's not, there's not one of the, the CBS, NBC, none of MSNBC, none of them admitted to, to being, you know, announcing wrong news. I mean, they, nobody's admitted to this is all being a fallacy in the first place. No, they're not gonna because they're getting the ratings. Even the newspaper retractions happen on page B sixteen instead of the front page, yeah. I and mean, that's right. Admitting their mistakes I, has never been part of what the media does very well. Scott, thanks for the I'll call tonight, you. man. I really appreciate yeah, hearing thank from you. Right. Thanks for sharing your thoughts with us here, and glad to be on there uh, in West Virginia. We don't have too many West Virginia affiliates. That's our, I think, second one. So uh, welcome aboard. And by the way, uh, you can get our full list of radio affiliates over at affiliates.freetalklive.com, where we've got over 200 radio stations. So uh, thank you to everybody who is uh, helping get this show out there in one way or another. Ms. Sarah, she's on the line in New Mexico. Sarah, I got news for you, but let's hear why you were calling first. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I'm calling because uh, sooner or later, we're going to have one of these uh, tourists rent one of these e-scooters mm-hmm. by Geister and then and they get T-boned by a giant truck. This okay. is your fan. This is your yeah. fantasy. It Hold hasn't actually happened yet. Oh, a tourist, not a terrorist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Since I was, I was, I was just waiting for how the terrorist was going to use the e-scooter, just like everybody else. You put your card in, yeah. right? And then you just <laughs> go and but take you sure. Need a credit card and a, and an ID. Do you have a credit card? 
No, I, I just got a, a debit card. That's all I use. Is that a, like an EBT, like an EBT debit card, like a government funded one? No, no, uh, it's got a MasterCard logo issued by the bank, but it's a, it just comes right. So you've out. actually got a bank got account, a is what you're saying? That's correct. Okay, That's correct. all right. So the government checks go into the bank account, and then you use the uh, the debit card to to spend them. Is that how it works? Right, it's a, it's a direct direct deposit. Gotcha. I, I heard about the Sarah's other on welfare. Parts of Walmart, but so. yeah, I don't. Well, I'm on SSI disability. That's different. I'm on. I'm going to get this until I die. You know, that's the difference. It's a different. It's a sweet. Well, it's not sweet. Yeah. It's it's really awful. <laughs> I mean, it keeps her from being able to work and get make some real she money. She doesn't want to work. Well, I mean, the the kind of money she makes is pitiful and if she could go and and she could make a little more and you know things would be more exciting but she i don't know that's up to her sarah i've got news for you uh i saw this news story tonight and i thought about you and i I just had to share it from foxnews.com drivers in texas are about to be seeing less red texas governor greg abbott announced yesterday that he had signed the legislation that bans red light cameras across the state of texas House Bill 1361, authored by a Republican state rep John Strickland, would prohibit the use of, quote, photographic traffic signal enforcement systems. Uh, the Republican governor took to Twitter to give people a personal view of him signing House Bill uh, 1631. So kudos to uh, the people of Texas. They, uh, they don't get it right all the time, but they, uh, they definitely got it right on this one. How do you feel about that, Sarah? That's a, I guess, the unbelievable. That's a, that's an execution state. And that's a, that's a, I, I know. I mean, well, now I, you don't I, have to wait for the execution. That's you can one just of the run things, the red light and hit people with scooters. That's one of the things they're wrong about is executions, but they are definitely right about getting rid of this stuff. Now, the new law does include a grandfather clause for cities involved in red light camera contracts that have yet to end, except if the contract includes a provision for allowing the state law to break it. So they are going to allow any city that's under a contract to continue out to the end of that contract, uh, which I don't think they have to do as the government. They can can just walk away from anything they want to. Is that I think uh, it's going to come back in Texas uh, because like I said, if, uh, if uh, we hit a scooter or uh, a tourist and they're going to fly like fly in the air like twenty feet and land on their head <laughs> and uh, and then they're going to be in a coma and and then I have a feeling that we're going to get our red light cameras back. What makes you so, think that being on a scooter is going to make those people any more of a target to big old trucks than anybody else out as a pedestrian? No, I mean they run any anybody over. But the thing is that you're more, more vulnerable because you're a tourist. You don't you don't know our drivers here. Oh, okay. And tourists <laughs> are the one that's gonna rent these electric scooters. And as soon as that they, might not be you true. See the green light. Uh, well, the, the reason that that well, as soon as they see, they don't know our drivers. They run the, like so many cars run the red lights. After All right. So here's what you do, Sarah. If you're going to be um, on the roads, the fact is, even if you live somewhere, okay, like. We are here in Keene, New Hampshire, where we're doing this radio show from. 
I don't know who's on the damn roads. I have no idea who these people are or how drunk they are or how tired they are or how crazy they are. So what you do is you don't pull out in front of somebody until you're sure they've come to a complete stop at the uh, the intersection. You look both ways a couple times. Make sure there's not some uh, lunatic careening around the corner. Thanks for the call tonight, Sarah. And just you don't have to spend your time worrying about everything, which seems like what Sarah does, constantly worrying. Driving tendencies are also regionally based as well. People drive differently. But you still have to but consider. But you're still that, responsible as a pedestrian yeah. for your safety. Right. That's you true. still have to consider that the people you're dealing with are out of their minds, no matter where it is that you are. There's more coming up here. Hour two's next. Business owners, you want more customers? Accept cryptocurrencies. There's people all around you just waiting to spend money at your store. If only you would take it. I know. You've been waiting till someone else makes it easy. Well, good news. Help me take Bitcoin.com adds Bitcoin to your point of sale. Totally free. Use the same equipment you already have now with Bitcoin. And unlike credit cards, there's no fees. Let the guys at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com bring new customers to your store. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. As always, you're invited here if you want to join us, take control of the airwaves. At 855-450-FREE, that's the toll-free number, 855-450-3733, or move into the 21st century and use Discord. Call in that way, and you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. And it's a free uh, method of calling, and uh, it sounds fantastic. Go to discord.lrn.fm. With you tonight, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. Just join one of those top four channels. They're called on-air call-in lines, and you just join one of those channels. And then wait patiently. We'll join you once we notice you in there, and then we'll get you on the air, and you'll sound awesome. Uh, I'd say there's a little learning curve to the Discord yep, thing, is. but it doesn't take too long before yep. you can figure it out. It, at some point, you had to learn how to use a telephone, so yeah. now you just got to learn something new. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a VoIP service. It's a different way of getting using it. I don't know. Have you seen that video of the millennial kids trying to use an old telephone? Yes. Are we talking about React? Could the be. The React channel? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Could yeah. be. I love that stuff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> There's they, one they, with them using a Walkman. They're trying to nice. fiddle with... Well, mm-hmm. But it's better when they're trying to, to fiddle with an old rotary phone. Have you ever used an old rotary phone? Of course, dude. Okay. Well, hey, you're ten years younger than I am. It's quite possible. Did you possible. know that you could click the uh, that the hang up button on the old rotary phone the number of times you wanted the, to dial numbers as well? There's another way you can do it. It doesn't have phones. to be on an old rotary phone. If unlike true, older can, phones, yeah. it was like the pulse tone dial. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I my my ex girlfriend tried to show me how to do that once, and we made so many wrong calls trying to <laughs> pulse. pulse dial. Like, nope, I'm just gonna press the buttons. <laughs> we um, I, I knew you could you could like. Pick up the phone, the receiver of the phone, and yeah. then tap the the receiver up and down like three or four or five times or whatever, and then put it back down, and then momentarily it would ring back, and so you could like confuse the parents, mm, you know. Mm-hmm, so yeah. like, oh, the phone's ringing, ha, Mark, ha, ha. you little phone freak. Oh, look at me, <laughs> um, I'm nine and annoying. I just remember <laughs> when we got call waiting, and there was like the phone would ring after hours, mm-hmm. and we knew it was our parents calling from the other room. To yell at us for being too loud. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow. It was like a dreaded phone call, because all our friends knew not to call that late. What the hell were we talking about phones for? I don't even know how we got... I don't know. <laughs> no, we... It was a call, voice over IP. Oh, right. Okay. Anyway. Learning new technologies. Yeah. New technology. Oh, yeah, yeah. You brought up the kids with the, uh, the kids react. This is one of the most entertaining things. I don't know, Mark. I think that it was pretty entertaining watching them try to figure out a Walkman, because they're like, 
you know, they're not used to this stuff at all. Like cassette tape? Yeah, an old cassette tape Walkman right. with, you know, headphones with a co- cord on them. And <laughs> like, ba- they just could not figure it out. And but it's all basically the same thing. There's a device. There's headphones. You got it. But it's surprising how clueless these kids are. Like, you think that kids today are, like, all technically inclined? They're not. It actually turns out that they a lot of them don't know no. anything about technology. Yeah. They I, just know how to use a phone. I don't believe that either. I don't believe for a second that just because you're under the age of 30 that you know how to do this, that, or the other. That's not true. Well, no, the idea is that because they've always been, in, like, been embedded within right. technology Screen from time. day one. Right. Uh, and, and there's no doubt they're better at using those things than people who are maybe 30 sure, or 40. Put them on a spreadsheet uh, software and see what they do. Right. They don't know how to use that stuff. No. I mean, they're not they couldn't know, even figure digital out. natives my foot. Yeah. So they couldn't even – there was one where they brought out an old um, – you remember those like beige box P, uh, PCs from back in the day where all the oh. cases were beige colored? Yeah. You couldn't get any non-beige colored uh, PC. Why would you want a PC that wasn't beige? Right. Wait a second. Your PC is beige. It's just the case. It's just the case. The case, right. It's the internals that count, man. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Well, so like they couldn't figure out how to turn it on. Okay. Like they were pressing the monitor button or whatever. They gave them an old, you know, two color computer, monochrome uh, computer or whatever from back in the day. And they could not figure out there was a power switch on the back. You know, like you and I would have been able to figure this out because yeah. we grew up with it. Maybe we would have been right confused. back there and click, yep. you know. There you go. Yep. Um, and they were just flummoxed. By, <laughs> by what is this thing, you know? Right. Well, it's, it, it, it's true. And uh, look, I've got an 11 year old and he loves his, to, to play on his iPad or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, he comes to me for tech support Mm -hmm. and I'm like, and I, you know, I'm trying to walk him through it. How do you think you, how do you think you, Mm. how do you think you do it? Because a lot of these things, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this stuff today is built to be intuitive. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. it is intuitive, but they're building it to be intuitive. And if you can't figure it out, it's because you don't want to. And you got to, you got to kind of spend a little time with it. You got to take a deep breath, clear your mind. Get rid of the thoughts that I can't do this and try. Now, there definitely are instances where you're like, well, I'm going to remind you of these words the next time you give me a hard time over trying to teach you new things in the studio. <laughs> well, the stuff in the studio is not intuitive. It's, it's just, true. It's, it's just got to do specialized the equipment. Ian. You have to know how to do the next thing. And if you don't remember how to do the next thing, you're not stupid. You just forgot. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And. You know, I don't I particularly I don't think these kids the are stupid either. They just you're not picking up the phone to make sales calls. And running the sales apparatus and mm-hmm. filling out all the paperwork that it takes to to, to get people to mm-hmm. advertise on Free Talk Live. But he knows how to use the phone, right? Well, he <laughs> yeah. he can I don't think do these, it, <laughs> right? And you can do these things as well, um, just like your son can do it too if he wants to learn. And uh, so, it's like, I'm not saying these kids are stupid; they're just they're completely out of their element with things like this, and they you don't said have illiterate, the, so they're not stupid. No. Yeah, and they don't have the ability to kind of feel their way around to figure it out. You know, maybe. Yeah. Well, OK. So I, I kind of agree with you. And I think with my son, I tend to give how him old is he? 13. OK. I think I tend to give him more credit mm-hmm. because he you know, he I don't see him because he's still in Hawaii. Mm. Um, but he texted me. He's like, I asked, you know, I, I asked grandma to get me a hard drive uh, for my laptop. OK. And so I'm like, OK, which one did you get? You know, because I know the specifications to look for. And he sends me a picture of like, you know, an old desktop hard drive wrong size wrong size completely yep. wrong size you know slow not gonna do it not gonna do it and so i'm like you not know, gonna fit <laughs> not gonna yes exactly so i'm i'm working via text with him going yeah. like you know okay that's not gonna work for what you're asking for 
you know, right. however you can buy the, you know, the case to put it in and use it as an external, or here's what you have to ask for, and here's what to look for, you know, and all that. And it's, you know, it's similar to that. He just, he doesn't know, but right. I, I. That's per- ignorance, not stupidity. And I, but, I, but I assume, you know, being of that generation and growing up, he's got a better phone than me. He's got a better iPad than me. <laughs> right. right. Like, how do you not know? That's, what's why, it's surprising, right? yes, like, that's yeah. why it's surprising, right? That's why it is surprising. But I use my, I don't know why we call these devices that we carry around in our pockets phones. I don't know. I don't use my That's mini- like the last thing you use it for, right? right? I, I use my mini computer for a few tasks. <laughs> The phone's actually one of the worst apps on a phone, honestly. Like, the actual phone app is one of the... Well, the radio in it sucks worse and worse every year, too. The radio? Well, the, you the, mean the, the phone radio? radio? The, yeah, is it frequency modulation? Um, the a phone, the, the phone application that you use, the cell phone uh-huh, the dialer is a radio. It well, no, f- the phone itself is a radio. The the, the device you have okay. is transmitting and receiving constantly. It's a to radio a tower. with a hell of a computer attached to it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Maybe, that's a heck of a thing. It's a it's a okay. What it is is it's a mini computer with a radio feature. It has at a these modem point. that is constantly transmitting your location and data about what you're doing. That's true. Uh, to a tower or your Wi-Fi and or both. At the I think same it's just time. a different use of the word radio because it's not like the ra- like you turn on a radio, you're not. As soon as that phone's on, it's in radio mode. It's in a radio that mode constantly. That is true, but I don't, yeah. I don't think the average person, when you say like the right. phone's no, they a radio. don't think about yeah. it like that. Yeah. But that's what it is. It's a yeah. transmitting and sure. re- it's a transceiver. It's a transmitting and receiving device. It's low wattage, but it's you know high enough to get to the nearest tower. Basically, is all they need. And people keep on talking about how uh, radio and, and 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 home telephones are you know old technology and they're all going away and stuff like that. Well. That may be true, but let's not forget those cell towers use those uh, tower those those lines that telephones transmit through all the time. That's how they get from one location to another. It's not cell phone tower to cell phone tower. If I'm calling somebody in California from New well, yeah, Hampshire, yeah, you're accessing an internet a hardline internet connection probably at the tower, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I understand it, and yes. I'm not a I'm not a phone telephone engineer or whatever, but that's my understanding of how that works. Uh, so let's talk more about young people and technology, not just technology, uh, because you've got news about these Instagram influencers or any inf- influencers, <laughs> whether, whether they're on Instagram or not. Uh, but the uh, headline from the uh, Washington Post, Ab- Abha Batari writing the story, the average millennial has an average net worth of $8,000. That's so, not a lot. At least it's positive. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's tremendous. Uh, honestly, I'm surprised. Wait, so uh, I don't, how do you calculate that? If you have a loan, does that count against your net worth? Could yes. you have a negative yeah. net yes. worth? Yes. Yeah. Because they mention student loans in here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. It's 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live. Your thoughts on the millennials or whatever you want. Coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us. It's the live Sunday edition. We're going to get into millennials and their net worth. It is not even up to 10 grand, $8,000, according to the story in the Washington Post. We'll share more about that with you, plus some related news as well about these uh social media so-called influencers maybe their influence isn't as uh, big as they 
thought the bubble is bursting uh, that it was or maybe Influence. it wasn't there in the first place in air quotes <laughs> yeah so we'll uh, we'll get into all that your calls and thoughts are of course welcome as well our number is 855-450-FREE that's 855-450-3733 uh it's ian richie and mark in the studio tonight and bitcoin.com sure premier source for everything bitcoin cash related Bitcoin.com can help you choose a Bitcoin Cash wallet. You can buy Bitcoin Cash. And uh, coming up on Tuesday, they're going to allow you to buy Bitcoin Cash in a whole new way. You're really excited about this. Their new local.bitcoin.com website, uh, which is awesome. Uh, At least I think it's going to be awesome. I've never actually sold anything on it because it hasn't started yet. But it's got a lot of promise. And what they've been saying about it is pretty exciting. There's not going to be any know-your-customer requirements to buy or sell as far as what you have to provide to the site. Uh, Their main competition site called Local Bitcoins, which I've been on for years uh, as a seller, has uh, required their sellers to to do notes, what they they call know your customer. They didn't originally, but then uh, I guess it was the Bank of Finland or whatever central bank it is uh, where they're they're located cracked down on that. Is that what it was? That's what I heard. Okay. Uh, They required them to demand know your customer identification requirements from all their sellers. And then uh, later, shockingly, this weekend, we found out that uh, the original local Bitcoin site has stopped allowing local cash sales. There's now a void in that marketplace. Which is what they were created for in the first place. And there's not been any statement from them that I've seen thus far. They didn't send out a notice. I didn't get any kind of email from them and like hey by the way we're not gonna let you we're ta- we're taking down your local ads and uh you can only sell online now you can still sell through like a you know a deposit on a bank account and some other ways or whatever but you can't actually put an ad up saying hey i'm in Keene, new hampshire i'll meet you at the local mcdonald's and sell you some bitcoin for cash and you've done some of this stuff down I in hawaii yep um it's just completely gone and one of the reasons we did it that way was because it was I didn't have to give I didn't private. have to ID verify, yeah. and I didn't require any of my customers to do so either. Like, and whatever. you shouldn't have to I if didn't. that's what you want to do. Um, if you're in person, and they're giving you cash, and it's real cash. Then yep. you know whatever you're just selling them a product. I had the money counter uh, and everything. Just you yep. know verify that it was good funds, and that was good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they've taken that away the same weekend, the, literally the weekend before Bitcoin.com is launching a comp- competing website That's allowing a you to boom buy for Bitcoin.com. It's amazing. Uh, it's perfect timing for them. Local.bitcoin.com. Now you'll you'll be able to buy and sell Bitcoin cash there, and so this could be a big thing. Um, will it take off? You know, only time will tell. But I think it's pretty exciting. You can go and register your account in advance. You can create selling ads in advance, uh, but you cannot respond to. You can't browse through the ads yet. You can't respond to them. That will start on Tuesday. So uh, go to local.bitcoin.com, check that out, and learn more about Bitcoin Cash over at bitcoin.com. It could be a boon for Bitcoin Cash too, because the, I think the, so. The, the the local individuals who want to keep it, you know, off of the exchanges. And just do cash transactions. Yep. Right now, they're now instead of doing it through Bitcoin, which is primarily what local Bitcoins was doing, that may prompt them to now move into Bitcoin Cash. It could because that's the one that they can stay mostly anonymous. You know, as anonymous as you can be. And there's going to be uh, end-to-end encryption on the sales on local.bitcoin.com, which is not the case with uh, local Bitcoins, yep. where. Uh, not only do you have to deposit into a wallet on the local Bitcoin site, but at local.bitcoin.com. You are not depositing into their wallet. They don't have control over uh, over the, the the Bitcoin Cash in that case. So it's 
they're basically their hands are off of it. They're just running a website connecting buyers and sellers, kind of like how you know mm-hmm. Uber connects uh, drivers and riders uh, together. Sort well, of. How, how does okay? Maybe maybe you don't have the answer to this. How does uh, Bitcoin dot com then collect the the fee for facilitating that transaction? It's a smart contract, basically. Okay, so I understand it. Okay, so uh, which is me. what the they were hoping for when they created the whole currency. I mean, that's part of the whole deal. What do you mean? It's a new evolution in what we were all hoping for as far Mm. as cryptocurrency went anyway. So 855-450-FREEZE, our toll-free number. Uh, That's 855-450-3733. And I will be trying it out on like day number one. So I'll have a review for you coming up on probably Tuesday night, hopefully. Uh, We continue here. Average millennial, according to the Washington Post, says they're doing far worse financially than previous generations with student loans, rising rents, and higher health care costs pushing the average net worth below $8,000. According to a new study, the net worth of Americans aged 18 to 35 has dropped 34 percent since 1996, according to research released Thursday by Deloitte, D-E-L-O-I-T-T-E. That's how I've always pronounced it. The accounting and professional services giant. This demographic is paying more for education and such basics as food and transportation, while incomes have largely flatlined. Quote, the vast majority of consumers are under tremendous financial pressure, said Casey Lobaugh, Deloitte's chief retail innovation officer and lead author of the study. She said that is particularly true for low-income Americans and millennials. The growing gap between the nation's wealthiest residents and everybody else, he said, is affecting the way consumers spend. Sorry, so it's from 18 to 35. The average, what, what's the average of that? 26, 27? Um, in the I middle guess, there somewhere. In the middle sure. area. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I can't say at 26 or 27 that I had much of anything uh, as far as. Well, you were in prison. Well, uh, well <laughs> I don't me think that, then. Me I don't then. Think that <laughs> I was not in prison. I didn't have much of anything at twenty six. I had ten grand when I graduated high school. Why? Because I saved my money living yeah. at home with my parents. I think you're very, very, very unusual. Okay. Yeah, I want to say all. you're the exception, not the rule. Could be. Most people at that age, we weren't saving. Yeah. Well, apparently. They're saving even less now than they were at that time. I well, mean, th- th- I think that things are more difficult. We're, uh, the the country mm-hmm. has saddled this generation with serfdom through its student loans. Sure. It fed them the line that they should go to school, and then when they did go they to jacked school- jacked up the rates. They jacked up the rates, and now they've got $100,000 in debt for having, you know, for getting their- uh, you know, women's studies degree or whatever crap they got, which is completely, you know, they're, they're barista degree. And, you know, now they're off to work and good luck. Mm-hmm. Anything that you make, we're just going to take it away from you. So why make anything? Let's go to Roger. He's on the line in Philly. Roger, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hello? Roger in Philly. Roger going once. I hear somebody there. Roger going twice. We'll put you back on hold, see if uh, maybe the board operator can raise him. Whenever he gets a chance. Education expenses have climbed 65% in just the last decade. Yeah, that's a big deal. Food costs have jumped 26%. Now, let's point out that uh, a lot of this has to do with inflation, right? Not just not on the education necessarily, but on the food costs. Food costs constantly go up because the government is inflating the money supply. And so when you have more dollars chasing the same amount of goods in the marketplace, that tends to lead to a rise in prices. 
Um, it's not like it costs more to make the food necessarily. Like, if anything, manufacturing costs should go down over you time because they get more efficient. And they come up with new processes and, and whatever. And in fact, some products do go down still, even in the face of inflation, simply because they're becoming that much more efficient at manufacturing them. However, overall, the cost of food does tend to go up, and that's one of the things that usually reflects an inflated money supply. Just look at Venezuela for a you know a more extreme example of inflation in action. There's more coming up here. Free Talk Live. I'm a little obsessed with My Magic Mud. Several years ago, I met Jessica Armand, the founder and CEO of My Magic Mud, and I didn't even know my teeth were coffee-stained. A week's worth of use convinced me, and now I use it every three or four days. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth, and I think it cleans better, too. My Magic Mud's available at most local health food stores, Sprouts, Natural Grocers, CVS, Walmart's Natural Beauty Isle, but I can get it for you for 20% off with coupon code FTL20 at MyMagicMud.com. FTL20, MyMagicMud.com. It's Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free if you want to join us here. Our number for you is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in lines. They're over at discord.lrn.fm. And they're a free way to call into the show that'll actually sound way better than the typical call-in lines. And for a long time, libertarians have been looking for a great online business directory for liberty-oriented people only, and they finally have it in the form of liberty.menu. It is it's the ex- black and yellow pages. It's great. Nice. <laughs> it works really well. And it looks good, and it's easy to use, and it's free. Liberty.menu is exclusively for individuals who reject the initiation of force and who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle. You can put your voluntarist ideas into action and list the things that you do. Maybe you've got a business. Uh, maybe you have an event that you want to promote or digital content that you're a creator of that you'd like more people to know about. Just put them up there on your profile at liberty.menu. It's free to do it. You can use code FTL, get a special Free Talk Live listener badge as a result. And there's a bit of a social networking aspect as well. You can rate, you can review, and connect and share with others at liberty.menu. As we continue here, talking about the average net worth of millennials and their they're counting that right now as people aged 18 to 35. Now, obviously, there's going to be a large, I would say, discrepancy between somebody who's 18 and somebody who's 35. Yeah, so, sure. you know, categorizing, the, you know, categorizing them all together isn't probably the most fair thing to do. But nonetheless, they're looking at time frames. They're looking at in the 90s, in the aughts, and now today, what were the average, uh, you know, incomes? How much debt load did these people have back in the 90s? Or, or in the odds versus today. I think it also goes to show the bias when people use the term millennials because mil- the, the first stage millennials are already in their mid-30s. So right. When you talk that's, about, what yeah. Yeah. that's what they're saying here. And they're you know lumping them in with the 18-year-olds, which again, you know, isn't fair person to person. But again, if you're, if you're comparing over decades, then you're still yeah. comparing apples to a- apples to apples. And they also um, can't agree. I, I hate generations. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does it start? Where does it where end? Where does it end? Because they can't agree on what it is. I'm looking at uh, Pew Research here is calling a millennial um, uh, 23 to 38. So okay. that's uh, so younger than that would be Generation Z now. Mm-hmm. Well, would, they're, they're, uh, they haven't got a term. I thought they were calling it Generation Zennials. Was it Z that comes after the millennials? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, so the millennials were being called Y, and then they got their own name. Right. Um, which, by and the, the way, next one's Generation Alpha. I've heard. Okay. Oh wow, that's what I've heard. Okay. I hear that it, it's offensive, as far as I'm concerned. Naming Generation Z after Generation X. Mm-hmm. Gen X was named after a punk band, uh, David Bowie's punk band. Really? 
Yeah. And oh, I presume because Gen X was the name of his punk band. Okay. Before he was David Bowie. Why white wedding? Uh, that whole thing. I mean, he had a he had a little that career before David that. David Bowie. I'm sorry. Uh, I meant uh, Billy Idol. <laughs> Billy me. Idol. <laughs> Excuse me. It was Billy Idol. I was correct in everything except the so guy's So you're saying name. it was Billy Idol's punk band was Gen yes. X. Yes. Ah, I didn't know that. Right. Okay. Um, I'm, you're David, an old punk fan from back in the day. I just happened to see the album. I didn't know anything. But you are really an old don't. punk fan. That's correct. I don't know uh, much about them. But you used to have a mohawk. Uh, that's correct. Um, you used to have green hair a few months ago. Just Dude. a few months ago. I had, like, <laughs> the Joker from Batman. What's old is new. <laughs> but... Um, nonetheless, so Gen X was named after a band, mm-hmm. sure. but then Gen Y, which is now Millennials, was named after Gen X, and then, uh, but at least they got their own name. Then Gen Z, they need their own name. It's wrong to be calling them, to my mind. I thought there was a name for them, though. What do you mean? The Gen Zs. Yeah, they're calling them like Xennials. And, and I've heard Xennials as kind of a, a tweener generation. Okay, yeah, awful whatever. name. Well, it's better than Gen Z. How old is the Pepsi generation? <laughs> Nobody drinks that stuff anymore. Food costs. Somebody's drinking. It's, it's still the water, on the shelf. water generation now. Food costs have jumped 26%. Healthcare up 21%. Troy. <laughs> Housing jumped 16%. Transportation rose 11%. And there are new now expenses that most consumers didn't have to account for 20 years ago, including smartphones and data plans. Um, although, you know, back 20 years ago, you'd have had a landline. So yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't count. say that's fair to say that that matters. Um, and back in the you know back in the day, landlines could be very expensive if you were calling long distance, for instance, oh, yeah. or even across. That was the a separate county, company in some cases. Yeah, that you had to contract with yeah. to do long. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, it was. It was really strange. highly regulated. The and rules for long, dis- long distance actually had to do with towns, not counties. Which mm-hmm. towns are you know more difficult to determine, especially in places like Florida, where all kinds of unincorporated places exist. So mm-hmm. if I was in Sarasota, I had to call across Bradenton to Palmetto to my dad's house. That would have been a long distance call. Same area code. Yeah, yeah. Same in Hawaii. Like it, it was long distance, island to island, even though the entire state's in eight hundred eight area. Code. Yeah. yeah. Today's twenty and thirty somethings spend about seventeen percent of their incomes on education, health care, and rent, compared with just twelve percent a decade ago, according to the study. Discretionary spending, which includes dining out, alcohol, and furniture, has remained largely flat at about eleven percent of total. So they're income. not doing anything differently. Than previous generations. Than previous generations. Okay. Because they're often lambasted for mm-hmm. this. Uh, millennials uh, are lambasted. Again, I don't okay. like this term. Well, um, there's another story which does suggest that uh, they've got bad – they're bad with handling their finances. Kids okay. are bad at handling yeah. their finances, and I'm going to go ahead and be uh, a grumpy old man and call anybody below the age of four, uh, 35 a kid. Um, <laughs> That's not fair, but okay. Well, no, it's not fair to say that they're bad at um, you know handling their money. But it is fair to call anybody you want a kid as long as you define the term. Uh, that's what they call the Socratic method, so no problem. Only 20% of consumers were meaningfully better off in 2017 than they were in 2007, according to the study, with precious little income left to spend on discretionary retail. The findings say researchers, quote, debunk many conventional wisdoms about new age, the new age consumer, 
Millennials, they contend, are putting off home buying and marriage, not because they want to, but because because rising costs are making it difficult for them to afford down payments and weddings. Well, a wedding, come on. I I mean, her parents are supposed to pay for the wedding. That's ridiculous. (laughs) So that is kind of the typical thing. If they're young, uh, but my wife and I got married in our 30s Mm -hmm. and we paid for the the wedding. Her parents did pay for the catering. It was awful, by the way. Uh, I wish. I wish we could take it all back. Give me a check. Um, <laughs> but our wedding sands the catering for it, which was wasn't that expensive generally, but it's just bad. It was awful. Um, was a thousand dollars? Yeah, but your okay. wife is is I would say atypical in in that particular category. Like uh, for oh. a lot of women, they want to have a very lavish wedding. I mean, your cake was like a, a stack of donuts, if I recall correctly. It was, yep. Uh, and I thought that was great. Glazed, but you know, donuts. I appreciate frugality. So like I was like with right bride, at home with a bride and groom sitting on top. Yeah. If gentlemen, if you're getting married to somebody who's unreasonable about their wedding. Do you think they're going to be reasonable or unreasonable about every other thing that you ever deal with for the rest of your life? No doubt. I'm not saying that. Well, uh, hold on. This is the most important decision you're going to make in your life. Yeah. Forget your the career, your major in college, yeah. the car you drive. Forget about the, the house you mm. buy. Those are garbage compared to this uh, this uh, particular decision. Right. If you're choosing to get into a relationship with a person who is unreasonable. Yes. Yeah. But they don't think that. Catastrophe. But they don't and I'm raising it. my voice to get this message across to you, ladies and gentlemen. Loud and clear. If you get into the relationship with a person <laughs> who is unreasonable, and I don't care whether they have two X chromosomes or an X and a Y chromosome, mm. expect catastrophe. Sure. And I don't disagree with you at all. I think that's great advice. But these people think it's normal, okay? They don't think it's unreasonable to want a $10,000 wedding because that's what they've been trained that it's their day. Then she the wants a wedding. Told- she yeah. doesn't want a marriage. Yes. I Yeah. I, I made that distinction was last week on the show. That mm-hmm. If you want to get married, we can go down to the courthouse and get married. If what you want is a wedding, well, that's a whole that's separate a whole thing. That's a whole right. other thing. And that's a big party. And if you want to have a big party, there's nothing wrong with a big party. Yeah. If you're not in debt, if you're spending ten grand. There's something wrong with the party. If you, you know, if you got a billion dollars, then ten grand on a party is nothing. Uh, but if the average person, if they're going into debt uh, for that, or if their parents are going into debt for that, or whatever, if it's going to make life difficult, because again, financial problems are one of the things that's going to ruin a fuck. Hey, I'm sorry. I don't know if that was close. LRN.FM. Uh, on that. Bad host. Bad yeah, host. Bad, a fudge. <laughs> uh, yeah, just going to dump myself on that one, Just be, even though I caught myself. but uh, um, yeah, It's going to ruin your relationship, financial issues. Right. Financial issues are, are, are a very big uh, deal. Look, if you want to have a nice big party, that's fine if you can afford it. Then one of the parents who can afford it should be throwing it. But an indivi- you know, a couple who is just starting out should not be going into debt for a wedding. Absolutely. And if, if your wife is, if your betrothed is bright. At LRN.FM. Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. The numbers are in. And according to Deloitte and a study that they did on millennials comparing them to previous years uh, or decades, life's a little bit harder for them, they're saying here. Saying prices of, uh, you know, cost of living are up. 
Uh, certainly the cost of education is up big time. And all these things are bearing down as the uh, basically the pay rates haven't really changed that much over the last couple of decades. That's what they're saying. We'll tell you more about it. Our toll-free number here, if you want to join us and share your experience with this, whether you're a millennial or not, you're welcome to join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. With you tonight, you got Ian, Richie Rich, and Mark. As we continue here. Uh, So the story from the Washington Post, findings say researchers debunk many conventional wisdoms about the new age consumer. They say millennials are putting off home buying and marriage, not because they want to, but because of rising costs, making it difficult for them to afford down payments and weddings. Okay, so I will agree that it's not. Well, first off, I'm not entirely sure that everybody needs a house, uh, needs to buy a house. I think the American dream. Well, you you can say it if you want. If Hmm. you're not going to stay in a house for they say seven years, I'm of the opinion 10. It's not worth it. If it's not 10 years, if you're not going to stay in that house for 10 years, if you're not going to stay in that house for 10 years, don't buy it. What about the, the concept of the starter home, that you, the first home that may be like a one or two bedroom? Yes. If you're not going to stay in that house for 10 years, don't buy it. Okay. Uh, because there's there, the finances do not make sense. Okay. There's times you can certainly point to it. I bought my first house during the real estate boom. And I sold that house, another, uh, several other houses before the big crash came down. And I made money on those operations. Okay. But that you can't expect that to happen again. That was just a moment in time when things were going crazy. Now, the best thing to do is to get to, to rent, you know, get the cheapest rent you can get in the safest neighborhood you can get, you know, live with a little less, mm-hmm. save your money. And then you can start looking at things like, I like a house for the fact that it's an investment in which you can live. But this isn't the greatest investment in the world. It's a depreciating asset um, on land. And, you know, some land's not as worth as much as it, it was um, in the past. I think we've but got comes- too many friends in real estate because they're, you know, they're always like, buy the house, turn it into an investment property and make the residuals off of that. Or, you know, the, the other line I get is, well, it's real estate. No matter which way the market's going, there's always ways to money make, to make real estate. Yeah, I think you can do rental properties, but have you ever done a rental property? Have you ever been a landlord? Not yet. Working on it. Okay. It sucks. <laughs> I'm not saying that you can't make money doing it. It does. And yeah. working, you know, like work, well, the reason we call it work is because yeah. it isn't great. Sure. And But I'm just saying that, the, you know, here, I'll give you a little piece of advice, having done it before. Do not under any circumstances, make friends with these people. Okay. Realtors? Or who are we talking uh, about? The, the renters. 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 Okay. The renters. You are not their friend. Okay. If you show a moment of weakness in dealing with a renter, you're going to be, you, you've just gone down a notch as to who gets paid first. Mm-hmm. What's the first bill you pay? Me? If, if you were short on money and you had three bills and only two of them could be paid uh, what are the top three, the top two bills you'd pay? Oh, well, I'm probably going to be in the minority then because I would pay the rent first. <laughs> you would pay the rent. No, no. <laughs> That's what you Look, should be. <laughs> everybody pays the rent first okay. until the landlord is shows weakness. Yeah. Okay. When the landlord, and this is the reason there's all kinds of laws against landlords because renters suck. Okay. Okay. They're they're terrible people, and um, you know not all of them. No, 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 well, not all of I've them. Been a re- I've been a renter most of my adult life. When I wasn't living at home, yeah. I rented. Ian, if one out of ten, if there's a bush that you would eat one out of ten berries off of it, and that one uh, one out of the ten berries would kill you, mm-hmm. is that bush poisonous? 
Yes. Okay. Renters suck. Um <laughs> Is what I'm saying here. This is not every renter sucks by uh-huh. any stretch of the imagination. The ones that pay their bills and you know keep the property up relatively nice and then call you when something's broken. Yeah, I love those people. But I've yeah. had way, 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 way too many of them yeah. that don't want to pay their bills and then leave the house an effing mess. I've and you're had lucky to deal if with they it. leave. I've had to deal with it too. Uh, so let's continue here. The narrative... According to Deloitte's expert, is that the millennials are ruining everything from breakfast cereal to weddings. But what matters to consumers today isn't much different than what it was 50 years ago. Weddings said. and breakfast cereals needed ruining. Generally speaking, there have not been dramatic changes in how consumers spend their money. Overall, U.S. retail spending, according to the report here, has grown about 13% since 2005 to roughly $3 trillion a year. But researchers say much of that growth is tied to population growth and not consumers spending more. In the past decade, the nation's highest earners, households making $100,000 or more, watched their incomes rise 1,305% more than those in households making less than $50,000 a year. There's one area, though, where consumers are spending less than they once did. Clothing. Shoppers are spending half as much on apparel as they did a decade ago, even as they buy more items. God. And is that because they become cheaper, clothing? I, I think that that's in, in part the reason, mm. but you could also get a lot more than you did. I remember going, when I was in high school, I'd go to this place called Chess King. You could look it up on the internet, kids. Um, it was just this, you know, it was a men's clothing store, and you bought shirts for $20 and pants for $30 uh-huh. was generally the price that you'd pay for things. Now, this was 1985 and 86. That is the time frame I'm talking about. Now, if if I I will not spend I refuse to spend that kind of money on just your average pant or average shirt. I don't like spending twenty dollars for a shirt. I'll, you know, I'll be like my wife. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, when you know, there's there's so much at the uh, secondhand stores that's basically free. They're just paying to keep the lights on at the place. Is is it a stagnation in fashion? And like, what's what's the current fashion? Comp- Hell if I know. Well, you shouldn't be asking. I'm us. still wearing well, shirts like a decade ago. Understood. But I mean, like, you know, there was there was like a fashion template that you can associate with the 70s yeah there's a fashion template right that you can kind of associate with the 80s yeah yeah and then it kind of flattened out from the night like i don't maybe it's just because i don't see what kids are wearing these days but Probably. when i see what they're wearing i don't see like a significant difference mm. over the over you know that last 10 15 20 years or so and maybe yeah, that's know. why they're not buying more clothes, because there's nothing that stands out as far as the fashion world is concerned to make them want to. Well, I mean, you can still look back. I know this, you sort of sort of left the 90s up in the air. And you can look back in the 90s and, you know, like MC Hammer pants or whatever comes to Flannel mind. Like shirts. There's a certain, See, this, yeah, the thing okay. is, I think in the 80s it began to fracture more. Uh-huh. And there were several different types of fashions, mm. and now it's just gone all over the place, and people have all kinds of stuff. I don't know. There's also comebacks. You know, they brought bell bottoms back or whatever within the last couple of decades at some point. You could get me to spend money on some kind of special clothing, like those pants now that that, that you know you can't cut through them with a knife. Oh, you get that Facebook ad wow. too? Yeah, I get that. Ad. <laughs> I mean, that sounds interesting. If they if if somebody came up to me and tried to sell that, rather than trying to sell it to me on the internet, because I'm just not going to do that. I'm just not interested in paying that way. If if they if they accepted cryptocurrency and had those kind of pants, I might do it. Hmm. And now you're going to get ads for cryptocurrency. Let's pants. talk <laughs> to Mario in New Jersey. Mario, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hello, gentlemen. Good evening. Hey, you're on the air. I make a trip. I make a trip to Cape May on Sunday nights. I enjoy your show. I Thanks. do listen to ninety-five-five all the time. Uh, which where, uh, which one is what ninety-five-five? Where is that out of? 
west out of uh, Galloway, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Right uh, on. Near, near, near Atlantic City. Oh, okay. WPG. Very good. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, a bunch yeah. of stations that carry the show, so having uh, at yeah. you know local information is helpful. In also, when you said Cape May, my mind's spinning. I'm like, where is Cape May? Where's Cape May? I, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize. I, I thought this was local, but I didn't realize. Ah, fooled ya. <laughs> <laughs> we just sound like we're from we're New Jersey. Guys. Yeah, we're, we're just that bush league. Anyway, I was telling your producer, I am 69 years old. Yeah. And I've raised four children. One child and her husband pay fifteen hundred dollars a month in uh, debt from her college loan. Oof! But they're, but they're making two hundred thousand. One's a lawyer, one's a PA. Not bad. Oh, okay. Well, well, that's not a big deal. Then. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's worth I, it. I told my children when they were born, as my father did. Now in the fifties, I went to basic training. Nineteen sixty-nine, I made ninety dollars a month. I didn't <laughs> think that was bad because it's all relative. Mm-hmm. Now, I did tell my children, life isn't fair. You have to make it fair. You have to do what you have to do. Now, I don't understand. I have a 30-year-old friend that works 60, 70 hours a week, and he moans and groans. Mm-hmm. And all his older friends, well, that's what you have to do to survive. And all the pontification and everything else that goes on, uh, with the social um, um, welfare, the, uh, I, I just want to do the show that was on before you about the people who are uh, hooked on drugs. Stand by, Mario. It sounds like you're you're you know making a point here, and I want to make sure you have a chance to get your uh, your thoughts out. So if you can, uh, hang on through the news. We will bring you back if you are able to. Mario in New Jersey, 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. We're talking about life. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to hang out with Penn Jillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a big tent approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com FTL and get your tickets now. Now, freedomfest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event. Even with coupon code FTL50. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry. But I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTL50 for a discount. It's Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Launching into the third hour of the program, as always, you may join us here. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. Richie Rich, courtesy of his own show, The Anarchist Experience. Anarchistexperience.com. And what will they find there? Apparently, uh, the experience of an anarchist. Yes, well, more yeah. than one, I think. Yeah, Your co-host is also. Yes, he yeah. is. He is also an anarchist, but less so than me. Like I'm, I tend really? to be on the extreme. Is there edge a of scale things. of anarchists? I I tend to think so mm-hmm. because he will identify as an anarchist, uh, but he is also um, 
like participatory in libertarian politics in Hawaii. Mm, okay. Right. Like he, he attends those meetings. Um, one of our, one of our friends there, uh, wrote the Jonathan Gullible book and oh, yeah, Ken okay. Schooland. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he, my, my co-host has gone to Ken's lectures, um, and he lives out in Hawaii, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we've, we've had dinner at his house, but he goes to, he goes to the school where Ken teaches yep. and guest lectures, uh, at, you know, in an economics class cool. as well. So, you know, there, there's definitely a scale. He falls more on like the economic side of everything. Yep. And, you know, will involve himself in politics. He would be the anarchist that might vote for nobody. Gotcha. I would not. Check it out over at anarchistexperience.com as we continue here. We've been talking, for those of you just tuning in, and by the way, our caller at the last hour uh, did did drop off the line, so thank you for calling in. Uh, anyway, he was just kind of talking, we were g- just generally talking about uh, experience of generations, which is, of course, a you know, silly idea because within a generation there's obviously a wide range of experiences. Right. But, Hundreds uh, of thousands, millions, right. uh, millions of people. Yeah. New people born each day. <laughs> yep. And a, a Deloitte study was looking at a range of Americans, 18 to 35 today, calling them millennials and comparing them to uh, experiences of similarly aged people a decade or, or two ago and uh, found that life is a little bit harder for the millennial set today as far as cost of living and other things, uh, especially cost of education. So it, did they find that the millennials are basically people in the in whatever age that they, they they fit the age that they are and that they're just in different circumstances or did they find that they're different people in different circumstances Does that make sense i would say they 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 generally they, they do make a comment here that consumers still spend their money in similar ways over generations it says here there I mean, have not I been wish, dramatic changes in how they i wish i had all the money i spent on cassette tapes mm-hmm. cars alcohol alcohol mm-hmm. and everything else that i've spent money on uh you know between the ages of 18 and 35 because yeah, and young people are less likely to make smart you know financial decisions right and so it's not millennials it's those darn Dark kids you know whatever it is and they have different priorities i think mm-hmm. is another thing that's worth pointing out that is, may be changing over the over the years is their priorities on spending but you but know. what do you mean well, uh, there's an article uh, from Charles Schwab on social media. So again, the, the Deloitte study said that, generally speaking, there have not been dramatic changes in how consumers spend their money. However, according to a finance writer over at Yahoo Finance... Somebody read another Schwab, study and came to an entirely different conclusion. Social media is spoiling millennial and Gen Z finances. Social media encourages bad financial habits among millennials and Gen Zers. So, how so? As you're pointing out, young people have always had bad financial habits. They're saying that it might be even worse now because of social media. I remember my dad having a conversation with me when I was uh, probably 16, mm-hmm. 15, 14, something like that, and saying, basically, and I had my own job, and I could have done mm-hmm. as he said. And I can't remember what the numbers are. I don't have them here in front of me, folks. Please, I wasn't prepared for this. But something like put away $100 every week until you're... 25 years old That's good advice and then you'll be a millionaire when you retire mm. and i'm like are you kidding me i don't care anything about this advice <laughs> and i did nothing like that made no attempts to do that i saved up to get a motor scooter i saved up to get a car mm-hmm. and then you know I, I would put money away to do things like pay my insurance and stuff but 
you know, that was as, that was as far as saving. You weren't went. a saver. Yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah. wasn't. You know, it was put, pay, put anything away from retirement. That's for sure. I wasn't a saver either. Mm-hmm. And part of that, part of that, bit me in the buttocks for a sure. little bit. Um, but my dad used to say, like, you know, take ten percent of your paycheck and put that good in savings. Advice. It's really good advice. It could be good advice, but in my in my position, I went well. How am I going to put ten percent of my paycheck away when I have about twenty five percent interest on a credit card? Right, like I've I've got to pay down the debt first that I've occur, incurred well, before I can start saving anything. Otherwise, I'll end up don't less incur debt. The That's the other. Uh, That's thing. why I think your father was remiss. He decided to start teaching you financial lessons when you Too had d- credit, card, credit debt. card debt and all sure. this other stuff. My son, uh, when he, we my, my intention is mm-hmm. to teach saving as best I can because uh, I'm really impressed with kids that are able to save, and everything he gets. And and I when he I compensate him for doing lots of things. He doesn't get an allowance, but he does get, you know, probably a little more generously compensated than he should be mm. for doing things. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he has to put a half of everything he gets away in savings. That's pretty good. He has different forms of savings that he can choose between, whatever he makes him happy to look at it. You know, if he wants it in crypto or he wants it in some gold, if he wants it in uh, silver, if he wants it in uh, his uh, savings account, whatever. But he's got to put it away. And hopefully by the time he's managing his own money, he will then have this as a, a habit, a, a habit yeah. that he sure. that has to break. It's easy to break good habits, mind you. Mm. But at the very least, he'll have this good habit and he won't be able to walk out of the house saying, well, you didn't tell me. Right. Yeah, that's great advice. Uh, by the way, in the latest Modern Wealth survey by Charles Schwab, which polled a thousand respondents between the ages of 18 and 75, the bank highlighted how the millennial and Gen Z generations are, quote, spending more than they can really afford because they want to keep up with their friends. Isn't that what's called keeping up with the, the Joneses? Joneses. Mm-hmm. And everybody has done that for as long as there is. OK. Well, keeping up with the Joneses, I, I feel like always referred to neighborly competitions, right? Like, oh, he's no. got his grass this way. No. I got to do my grass. No. no. I don't think so at all. No. When I was well, when I was at Clear Channel, the salespeople would talk about their cars all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's not a neighborly thing. That's just people you you come in contact with. It's in Sarasota, Florida, you know as well as I do, you'd see all kinds of fancy cars driving by all the time because people are rich there. And that made me want to have a nicer car than otherwise I did because I knew that the women that I was trying to woo mm-hmm. also saw those same cars and they also desired uh, to ride in those cars. So if I could provide some kind of uh, you know near uh, sports car experience, then I might do a little well, better. I mean, these experiences have always existed. I don't think you're wrong yeah. about that. And I Here's don't think what I think. I think Charles Schwab wrote an article that said millennial and social media mm-hmm. to get clicks. Well, yeah, finance wrote the article, but either way, uh, they did the study. Pew Research defines millennials as those born between 1981 and 1996, with Gen Z, according to them, representing those born in 97 and later. Is that different than the first article? And, <laughs> yes, it is different. Okay. And while the prevailing sentiment among all age groups was that social media generally had the worst negative influence on their spending, as compared to other influences like family, friends, or coworkers, Gen Zers and millennials confessed they were also more likely to act on these urges and spend big on experiences now this is what they made fun of in the um the millennial board game the monopoly for millennials did you guys see this when it came out no. late last year uh no. i think i saw, i think i got a glimpse of it i didn't look more deeply than the headline of yeah. Monopoly for millennials I, I watched one of the reviews you know the unboxings and reviews uh-huh. on these things and just because the thing was hilarious the news uh, on this 
when it came out, millennials got so mad about this, yeah. like triggers, right? <laughs> like they were triggered big time. So there's all these, uh, you know, sort of triggered attack pieces against this game, uh, which was hilarious in its lampooning of the millennial sort of generation. And one of the things, I think the tagline on the game, I don't have it in front of me, but it was like, well, you can't afford real estate, so something or other. It's like yeah. so, it like just slaps them right in the face. And yeah. so what you end up collecting in the game rather than money is experiences. <laughs> and apparently that's a thing for these uh, these folks. But I think that yeah. I'm I'm fully on board with the idea that you can uh, you know if you if you buy an experience, they can never take it away from you. Go to the so. concert, go backpacking through sure, Europe. Sure, but if you don't have any money left after the fact, or you didn't have the money to buy it in the first place, maybe you shouldn't have shouldn't have bought it that time. Uh, more coming up here in moments. Uh, they will tell you more about the spending habits of young people on experiences. 855-450-FREE, like freedom. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. 855-450-3733. And uh, the Monopoly for Millennials, the actual tagline, I wanted to pull it up because I, I butchered it before. Right there on the front of the box. Forget real estate. You can't afford it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, funny stuff. They've got the like, Mr. Monopoly guy on the the front cover. He's carrying like a cup of coffee. He's got the he's got the participation award <laughs> uh, pinned pinned onto him. It's hilarious. That is hilarious. Yeah. Um, so by the way, uh, my magic mud. No matter what your age, this is a great product. Yeah, and it is black tooth powder. It was That's created right. probably by a millennial for the Gen Z. I would guess. You think Jessica's a uh, a millennial? She might be early Gen X, but she's not. She's not an old. I mean, she's, I, I'm Gen, Gen X. X. She's young Gen. I would say she's young Gen. X. You think she's the same age as you? Then I think she might be a little older than me, but I could be wrong. Okay, I could be wrong. Um, black tooth powder made of charcoalized coconut shells and bentonite clay. Now that doesn't sound like something that would make right. your teeth whiter. Well, that's not what you expect to hear when you're. Uh, well, uh, frankly, if you look at a toothpaste ingredients, you don't expect to be able to, to pronounce them at all. Mm-hmm. But I've used this stuff for years, and yep. I have never been without it. And the reason I've never been without it is because this is so important to me. It cleans my teeth better than any toothpaste ever does. And it's not just toothpaste. This is like the, their original product is a tooth powder. Yes, that's what um, I'm talking about, specifically yeah. the tooth powder. To me, that's the most important thing. I do like their other products, and they have a really great mouthwash, too. Really? By the way, you can drink it if you wanted to. <laughs> uh, it's that you know non-toxic safe, yeah. but that's not what we're expecting right like you think no. about toothpaste you think don't don't swallow that stuff yeah, all this stuff is the reverse of what you would right what you all use. natural yeah yep. by the way speaking of, it is available in a variety of places because we remember them when they were just selling it at like the porcupine freedom festival as their family well they've expanded quite a bit since then and they're now available in sprouts cvs now um, health food stores a lot of them uh, natural grocers and even walmart's natural beauty aisle but we've got the best deal for you it's 20 percent off because you're a free talk live listener when you use code FTL20 over at MyMagicMud.com. That's code FTL, like Free Talk Live, 20, FTL20 at MyMagicMud.com. As we continue here, we've been talking about the experience of millennials in the marketplace. And Charles Schwab 
says that millennials, more than any other age range, are being influenced by social media. They are comparing themselves to their friends, and they want to, you know, get the things that their friends are getting, even if they can't afford it. They want to spend big on what are called experiences. And it's, it's a lot easier to do that now with social media. Right? That's what they're saying. Yeah, because before, you know, you'd go to school or whatever, and someone would have the new Jordans, mm-hmm. and then you'd want the new Jordans. But now on social media, like there's a you handful pumps. of pumps. Yeah, yeah. I got. I had hand me down pumps from my older cousin when he outgrew them. Did they still pump up? Or did no, they, I don't have bladder? them anymore. But I mean, no, they at did the time. At the time. Did yeah. they? At yeah, the time. Yeah, totally. Okay, they I was totally wondering did. whether the bladder had uh, broken or, mm. or whatever. Nope. The only shoe that I I wanted that I didn't get was the Dima cells from British Knights. But you think it's worse now? I think I think it has potential to be worse now mm-hmm. because there you can access that information. From a lot more places, right? Before it was just school. Um, if it was a celebrity, you had to be like watching TV or see the one commercial, you know, that they were advertising whatever product they were. Um, and now you just, you know, we talked about the the iPad and the phone. You just turn that on, um, and then you've got you know Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Twitch and whatever else they're scrolling through, where they're just you know every what is it on uh, Instagram every ninth picture is an ad, is an advertisement of some kind. So you just imagine how many of those they're seeing just thumbing through it well that's uh there's a really great um, uh important so they they they, advertising has changed over time Mm -hmm. when i was started in the business they they said uh people see between 500 and 1000 advertisements a day you think it's more than that now i would bet uh, you know just using those kind of numbers i would bet those numbers are close to 10 times that Mm -hmm. if you're scrolling 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 through a feed you're seeing a ton of them and what you know the complaints are in the business is that advertising has become less effective it's too noisy Duh, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, if you're one of a thousand advertisements that a person sees in a day, you're ten times as effective as if you're in one of ten thousand advertisements a person sees in a day. So you have to do things within your advertisement to catch people's attention. Right. Yeah. And I think they've gotten better at that. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, d- different. I've seen Some great of them ads. Are very there's, catchy. there's still great ads yeah, out there. And I, you know, obviously, I think that's wonderful being in that particular business, but. I I don't know I I, as, I when I was a kid, I was just as concerned at having the things that the other kids had, fashion yeah. and all those things. So I don't know if it could be any worse. They're saying than it's it was. worse. I think it's the idea is it's worse now because you're exposed to more of it. That's what I'm um, suggesting. You're exposed to more of it. Like when somebody goes, uh, this is the classic reason why uh, when we've talked about how people are like more depressed as well in the younger categories is over their experiences on social media because they're comparing themselves more often. Uh, to other people in their peer group because people who are having one of these experiences are more likely to post a photograph of it it's like oh well you know here i am having this experience it's you know very expensive or whatever and they're having fun well you think Uh, it's expensive but it isn't necessarily mm -hmm. just because you know they've got a picture from the island of bora bora i've got a travel's expensive well i'm looking right here at a new phenomenon called not terribly new mind you called Mm -hmm. bag packers white people westerners as we're mm-hmm. going to call them, begging in Bang- <laughs> on the streets of Bangkok for more money to travel farther wow. from presumably other tourists. Hey, I don't want to go back home. Can you give me some money so I can get to the next Jeez. place? Panhandling in a foreign country. It's amazing. That takes some balls. Uh, <laughs> Charles does. Schwab found that 49% of millennials surveyed confessed to spending on experiences based on something they saw on social media, while 44% of Gen Z said the same. Now, of course, Gen Z is a lot younger than the uh, the millennials, so they probably don't have quite as much expendable income. Well, and social media is always best foot forward. 
right? Like everything, You're not going to show the bad experiences. Most people right? will not show the bad experiences. So everything you see is like the best of the best of what people have going on in their regular lives. At the same time, 48% of millennials said they were most likely to spend more than they can afford to do stuff with their friends, while 41% of, of uh, Gen Z said the same. In 2016, researchers at the University of California and Los Angeles analyzed the brains of 34 teenagers and found that a large number of likes on their Instagram post stimulated significant activity across a wide variety of regions in their brain. That activity, which former Facebook executive Chamath, boy, oh boy, Palahaptia, called, quote, short-term dopamine-driven feedback loops, unquote, could be driving millennials and Gen Z to bad financial habits. Gen Z also relied heavily on social media for travel ideas, according to a separate study by Expedia, with 84% using various platforms to find deals, promotions, pictures, or videos from friends or experts. Despite 59% of Americans surveyed calling themselves savers, the demographics were not broken down for this section. The same percentage lives paycheck to paycheck, and 44% carry a credit balance or struggle to keep up with bills or payments. And I think you've got a related story uh, with young people and, and their money here in, in a moment. But uh, 59% calling themselves savers, but 44% live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. When we've seen articles here on the air, Americans, just Americans, ever, of all ages, 40% of Americans can't put their hands on $400. That's what I got in my article. Millennials and Gen Z both in particular are contributing to higher levels of credit card delinquency rates, while at the same time a new batch of layaway companies. That's a thing? Like Afterpay and Klarna have come along to finance their habits by offering buy now, pay later services. That's not layaway. That's yeah. That's credit. I want to find out more about these. Unless companies. it's for a product that you yeah. don't get right away. No, we're coming up. We're, we're coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com it's free talk live dial in toll free and bring whatever you want our number is 855-450-FREE like freedom that's 855-450-3733 we have the discord on air call in line rooms we're talking about financial responsibility and uh, some of the statistics from charles schwab suggesting that millennials and gen zers are more influenced uh, than other age ranges by social media and maybe making not as uh, well-informed decisions, not as wise uh, choices when it comes to their finances and their spending on things that they can't afford because they want to kind of keep up with the Joneses or the new version of that, keep up with their friends on social media. And uh, with you tonight, by the way, it's Ian. Richard Rich. And Mark. As we continue uh, with your calls and thoughts, let's go to the phones. And to the fun. Oh, I am not ready to accept these articles as fact. They're just a studies. That's I know. all. I'm just That's saying. all they are. Uh, but let's go to uh, Cody. He's in Texas listening online. Go ahead, Cody. 
Yeah, hey guys, I hey. just wanted to give you an anecdotal testimony, I guess, of some of the new tariffs that are coming through that were effective June 1st. Okay, and what are those? So, uh, the 25% increase on goods from China to China because of the retaliatory tariffs. 25%? Um, It'll go up to 25. Yeah, yeah it's not currently at 25. What is it starting at, 5? Uh, depending on some of the HTS codes, that's harmonic tariffs. This is the list of codes that uh, that they've broken down, like every product category when you're importing things. You have to like check them off or whatever. What a fun read that'll be! It's awful. <laughs> correct, correct. So basically, just to give you some insight, I work at a manufacturer. I'm not going to give too much information, but uh, a manufacturer out of Texas in the energy industry. We have one of our largest customers is in China for one of our product lines. Uh, for some of the other ones where we actually source material from China. Uh, the 25% increase on, you know, the blend of items that we buy will result in directly a 6 to 10% price increase mm. to our U.S. customers. Mm. And then they will pass that on, I'm sure, you know, until it hits the end users, which are all of us. Yep. Um, so everyone or, makes money then, except for the end users. <laughs> right, everybody gets richer. <laughs> <laughs> Only the government. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Trump's was crowing so, about how the government is making money on this, as though we, he's the terminology he used, and this we. is the, this is the big lie. <laughs> yeah, we is. are not the government, ladies and gentlemen. Nope. And it's you a never small will club, be. Yep. and you're not in it. <laughs> right. So we are, is, um, what do you call it, hostage? Uh, Surfs. Network, I guess. Right. So anyway, uh, one of our major customers is going to experience this tariff and the retaliatory one, which will make the U.S.-made products that much more less competitive in China according, mm. uh, compared to our competition. And because of that, we've had a solid backlog for probably 12 to 18 months. But now that all the uncertainty is setting in, I can guarantee you that we are going to – it's going to cost us jobs, United States manufacturing mm. jobs. Because of the tariffs that are coming through, well, maybe well, you'll get caught up on your back, backlog. What we get us caught up? Yeah, maybe you'll get a, maybe you'll get it caught up as, as a result. Not if people oh, have to get fired very quickly. Very quickly, it won't yeah. take us long at all. Because I see. well, then just like the so farmers, Trump product, has subsidized right? the manufacturing industry. Right. We we got to keep the jobs in America. So now, the, so let's some, tax everyone to subsidize. Them. Break your sure. legs and give you a crutch. This is just madness. Cody, it sounds like it's really frustrating uh, being in that position, having to deal with this. Yeah, and to plan is, for um, it. Yeah, there's, there's not much we can do. Of course, our supply chain, you know, six to eight, 12 months out, uh, we've planned for, you know, business with some Chinese customers. And now um, that has to change, I guess. And we'll be stuck with inventory. And it, like I said, it will cost us jobs. For sure. Cody, thanks for sharing that. Uh, definitely some sobering statistics and uh, from somebody that's in the business of uh, import-export. Thank you for that. Appreciate the call tonight. I think that's where the tariffs really hit home, right? Like, you know, we talk about how much it makes for the government and what it's going to do to Chinese businesses. Mm. But this is this is an individual with the with a job in the United States, right? And how He's they, saying they're going to cut jobs. And, they're gonna, and how he's going to be directly affected mm-hmm. as, on the individual level. He's going to have to fire people. That sucks. Yeah. Sucks. Uh, when it's not, not your unexpected. fault, when it's not their fault, they yeah. didn't do anything wrong. You know, and you can't plan for it because I mean, Trump just like wave of his pen, yeah. like tariff, more tariffs, twenty five percent. Why not? This will fix it until 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 Mexico fixes the immigration right. problem.
Well, that wasn't I even couldn't. The, that wasn't even the Mexican. He wasn't even talking about the Mexican one. He was talking about the, the Chinese, Chinese one. one. Well, he mentioned the Mexican one, did he? Okay. Okay. I, I didn't hear know. that. No, he didn't. All right. But well. that was a, a bit of conversation we've had over the last few days. We did talk extensively, I think, on Friday night about the Mexican tariffs. Let's continue with Matthew in Louisiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matthew. Well, I'd love to talk about tariffs, but I didn't call about anything right. about that. Uh, I called in about yesterday. You were talking about psychotropic drugs and uh, specifically antidepressants, right? And they seem to be being overprescribed. And I remember a friend of mine way back in the day when I was in the Amway business, who was (laughs) on a serotonin reuptake inhibitor, and he said it was a month of brain chemical tests before they determined that this was the drug that he needed to take. Yeah, interesting. And they don't do those tests anymore. Nowadays, you go in, you tell the doctor you're feeling blue or depressed, and they give you one of these things. And I'm like, good Lord. Well, I'm going to say part of that is marketing as well, right? Because now patients know what drugs to ask for rather than letting the doctor diagnose, you know, the problem and then a, a prescribing the correct medication if you go into the doctor and you say like i want antidepressants because i'm feeling sad then as the patient all you have to do is mention the symptoms for which you will get the medication you Mm. want and the doctor will just sign off on it yeah that happened to me i went in uh i had my fiance at the time was convinced i had adhd Uh, she she decided to diagnose me and i went into the psychiatrist What's that? I, I, we didn't, Did you use Google? I'm not sure Google was really that much of a thing back then, but she decided. And so I went to the psychiatrist. I got these. Uh, I said, I, I don't know. I think I might have ADHD. And so he asked me some questions, and I answered the questions, and he gave me a script for ADHD. And I don't, I do, ladies and gentlemen, I do not remember what the name of this drug was. I took it for about three or four days, and I said, if this is what it's like to be normal, Y'all are stupid, <laughs> and I'm done. You know, and I, I just wouldn't take anything more. So, Good. you know, maybe there was a, there's a drug out there that would make me, you know, less scatterbrained or whatever it is that my pr- particular problem is. I don't know, but I wasn't going to go through all the drugs there are and feel bad the whole time to figure it out. And I had a friend yeah. who had a similar experience, but he got his like on the black market. Um, but started taking, you know, antidepressants or whatever. And his response was, now I actually do feel normal. Like, if this is what I'm supposed to feel like, right, then th- then give me more of those drugs. <laughs> and had, had a wee bit of a problem for a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, because he just wanted more and more normality uh, from them. Yeah, well, like I said, the, the chemical testing for this stuff is extensive, and it's supposed to be done because my brother got Ritalin, I believe it was at the time, uh, prescribed to him. And they, before they would prescribe it to him, they did like, you know, these really serious, heavy-duty chemical brain chemistry tests, not blood tests. What time frame was this, just out of curiosity? Okay, my friend, I knew from the Amway business, he was in the uh, late 80s to early 90s. Okay. My brother was in the mid-70s, okay. and all of this stuff was very, very carefully handled. It was like we were handing people, you know, little tablets of plutonium or something. And nowadays, it's just like, you know, here. Here you go, kids. Problem. <laughs> yeah. Dope up. Like, 
Well, because if you want them to pay attention in elementary school, you got to get them Ritalin. And if you want them to get good grades in college in order to compete with the rest of the class, they got to be on Adderall. Thank you, Matthew, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Moments remain coming up here in Free Talk Live. we got time for you if you want to get on the line with us now. Whether it's uh, the finances and the financial problems that millennials and Gen Z may be facing here. Is it due to social media partially? If you want to weigh in, you're welcome to join us here at 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom, this is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, the live Sunday edition of the show. You can dial in now. Our toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We also have the uh, the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Coming up in July, Mark, you and I, we're going to Vegas. Yeah, Freedom, Freedom Fest. Fest. It's, uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. It's the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. And I think one of the reasons is, is they don't limit themselves just to libertarians or, or whatever. There's all kinds of folks there who are, you know, listening to the debates and uh, having conversations and just trying to spend some time coming to the truth. They have big names. Penn Gillette this year is keynoting. Lenore Scanese, who's been on the show a few times here. Candace Owens, John Mackey, former CEO. Is, is he the current CEO? Somebody look this up for I've me. heard he is. Of, of Whole Foods. Kevin O'Leary, Kevin Harrington of Shark Tank, Stephen Moore, Grover Norquist. It's, uh, you know, it's a great time had by all. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and get your tickets now. Join us. Use coupon code FTL50 to get a $50 discount. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. We would love to have you out there and hanging out with us. If you're not convinced, that's fine. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and we'll get the five best speeches from last year. Judge Napolitano, Alan Dershowitz, Charlie Kirk, Heather McDonald, John Mackey, all for free. You don't have to spend anything. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. You will also find out it is in Las Vegas. It is the at the Paris. It is July the 17th through the 20th. So it's coming up here in about six weeks, I guess. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Would love to see you there. All right. We continue. We'll take your calls and thoughts. Whether you want to comment on uh, being a millennial or Gen Z and financial troubles, which it seems like quite a few of them are having, some are blaming it on social media, increasing the keeping up with the Joneses factor on young people. But let's go to David in New Mexico. Uh, he's uh, listening online. Go ahead, David. Did you say Dershowitz? Huh? Oh, Mark said Dershowitz. Nothing. The, Alan uh, Dershowitz? That, that, you know who yeah. this is, right? Alan Dershowitz? Isn't he an attorney? Yes. What about him? Yeah, anyway. That uh, nothing. That uh, Insta or the um, beggars in Bangkok. Uh, for one thing, you're talking about. You can blame that on Instagram. If you look at Instagram, you can figure out uh, how what makes that kind of thing happen. And um, the what fact is that? that what, the, ki- what 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 makes that kind of thing happen? Because I don't I don't know. The, because everybody who's cool nowadays, cool and young, and uh, uh, wants uh, to chase fame has got to travel all around the world to all the uh, Phuket-type destinations that you see a million times a minute on Instagram nowadays. Uh-huh. Well, how is that? I mean, are you saying travel is more popular than it's than it's ever been? I mean, because I'd say it is. Travel's always been a thing, right? 
No. They're doing. They're doing it. They're, they're literally got a checkbox. If you if you study Instagram, mm-hmm. you can see the same destinations over and over and over again mm. because there's a checklist of a half a dozen or a do- dozen different destinations that all these punks uh, got to go to to get it up on their Instagram <laughs> page. So that is that what they call so the bucket list? Can... Is that part of the bucket list? Things you want to do, well, your experiences you want to have? I think bucket list comes a little later. These are the cheap no, destinations so. where you can travel to and still... Uh, have an experience. Yeah, have an experience yeah. without spending a buttload of money. If you're going to go... I think travel is well, expensive. Not... I'm sorry. I mean, just the airline uh, not... tickets are expensive. They're not going They're not going for the experience. They're, they're going for the ego, and they're going to, because they want to... Uh, get lots of followers so that theoretically uh, companies will pay them to uh, promote their products in their, while they're doing their worldwide travels. So that's why there's a hundred times more people doing that than there, than there was before. So, so that's why you see beggars in Bangkok that don't want to go home because they're still chasing that fantasy dream. Is, and, is it wrong and, to have an and, entrepreneurial and, mindship when it comes to that? When you think about the jobs that they might be walking into? When it's un- I didn't hear the last thing you said because I was asking the first question that you asked the second you asked it, and uh, that is that um, it's not wrong if it's realistic, but the- they're chasing unrealistic. I mean, it's like, yeah, I, w- I want to go to Hollywood and I want to be a movie star kind of thing. Lots of people do it, and how, and how many of them does it work out for? Yeah, and that- and that's it only works out for the ones that do it, though. Right? If you, if you, don't, if you but- don't check those off the list, then you have zero chance of fame and that fortune. That much is true. Yeah, yeah anyway, that... Uh, Oh, since, since you were talking about it earlier, I, I have a I have a crime story, but uh, this is fun, and and, and I'm gonna uh, it's got a punchline at the end, so I'm gonna do it in a reveal because it's because uh, it's more fun that way. I was I've done this this movie work from time to time, as you know, and uh, many years ago, in fact, back in the I guess it was in the '90s, uh, uh, doing a, a scene, um, and I'll reveal who it was uh, in a minute, uh, so I don't ruin it. But anyway. So the, the scene is I, I'm in a restaurant with my girlfriend, and uh, and we leave the restaurant. And somehow as we're leaving the restaurant, I say some boneheaded thing, which uh, makes her mad at me. And so she starts, oh, and this is middle of the winter in Minneapolis at about just before midnight on a cold, dark, uh, not-so-nice okay. night. And, there, and, it's, and the streets are deserted. We walk out of this restaurant at closing time, and now she's upset at me, and so she doesn't uh, she immediately jaywalks across the street on a diagonal angle, and it's one of those scenes where you got a street light over the top of you, and that kind of lights up the first dough, I don't know, okay. you know, 50, 60, 80 feet, and then everything beyond that is blackness. And so uh, I'm, I'm hurrying to catch up with her. Um, what? Go on. I'm hurrying to catch up with her because she's rushing, you know, ahead of me because she's pissed at me. And I get I get close enough just as we get to the curb on the other side to – to grab her by the wrist and, and to, to slow her down. Cause I want, you know, to try to take back what I said and make things better. And so it, that grab her by the wrist, it kind of spins her around and uh, she ends up kind of pinned against the wall. I don't mean in a violent fashion, but, and, and so now we're talking. And then I, I noticed that uh, she's not looking at me anymore. Her head is turned to her right and she's looking down the street at something and I, and I don't bother to look. And then, uh, and, and then uh, she says to me, uh, look who this is. And, uh, out of the darkness, wearing a, a full length black leather, uh, trench coat with a half a cigar in his mouth, walking, not on the sidewalk, but down the, down the middle of the street, slowly coming towards us, uh, kind of like to, to rescue the damsel in distress, distress. 
comes uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, wow. And then, uh, yeah. And, what and, movie and, was and, this? And, that's there. I'm glad I used the reveal. This wasn't a movie. It was real life. It was exactly like a movie scene. And but it, but it was cool real story, life. dude. Thanks for the call. Scene. Toll free number eight fifty five four fifty free. Uh, I wonder if there was a catchphrase from Arnold that came out of his mouth. We missed that part. But uh, I mean, look, Phuket. Uh, the the plane tickets are fifteen hundred dollars on the cheap side. I'm sorry, I don't think that's cheap travel. I didn't claim it was cheap travel, Ian. There are cheaper ways to get there than to take a plane. You can do the Merchant Marines. You can do a variety uh, of things to get there. Like and a I'm stowaway not, or whatever. Right. And once you get there, <laughs> then you don't have to spend so much money. I see. So things 15, are cheaper. $1,500 is a month's rent, but yeah. $1,800 will get you uh, you know, some cheap place to live and over there. And if you stay there for a year, then it's uh, you know not too expensive. I'm not advocating for world travel and begging for things, yeah. but I am saying you can travel pretty cheaply. Hmm. I have a f- good friend of mine who walks places. Yeah, well, there's uh, obviously he the hostels or whatever. walks across the United States. The hostels are cheap ways to stay, right? So now you actually, the, this isn't the story you have pulled up, uh, Richie, but I just remembered that you had something about these influencers Oh, yeah, I've also Instagram. got that. Since now, we've been talking about Instagram, I think that would be important to point out here that there's all this talk about, oh, these are influencers. They've got all these followers. And a lot of people have, you know, 100,000, 200,000 to 2 million uh, followers. You've got a kind of a story right. about this. So th- this wasn't influencers in general. It was just to check to see if the influencer bubble was bursting because this one particular influencer mm-hmm. with 2 million followers uh, couldn't sell 36 t-shirts. Like she was she tried to get a contract wow. with a, a you know a, a brand company. Yeah. And in order to, you know, solidify the deal, she had to sell a minimum of thirty six T shirts. She puts it out onto her uh, I think it was Instagram. Hey, buy my uh, T shirts. Hey, buy my T shirts. Yep. And out of her two million followers, not even the thirty six minimum were were sold. Wow. So Wow. That was the gist of the. I, I can read it if you want to, but that no, was the No, no, I think it. it's interesting. Okay. We don't have a whole lot of a lot of time to to talk about it, but I mean, that's. I think this is something that's true, not just of the influencers on the internet, but just in general. I mean, I thought Instagram was just to look at uh, ladies' fannies. I mean, and other parts. Well, I I don't know what uh, everyone uses it for different reasons. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I I'm curious <laughs> what of these other reasons might be. Apparently, it's not to buy T-shirts. So I think that you know maybe Instagram. I don't I don't know what the rest of these are, but uh, you know I can't speak to the rest of them. I hear that Facebook is a pretty good advertising medium, but. That's what they say for local businesses. I have not heard the same thing. Uh, at least my experience has not been the same thing of uh, like Free Talk Live, which doesn't require people to walk through its front doors. Uh, we have not had success at all with Facebook ads. We didn't spend. We didn't probably didn't spend any time trying to figure it out either. But I they purchased were only, off of Facebook ads. Yeah, you wouldn't spend in real life on, or online. Online. See on, uh, see tomorrow online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. There are basically two types of advertising, direct response and branding. Radio's great for direct response with its low cost to listener ratio, but audio can't be beat for branding, which is a longer term endeavor. You want to be the first thing that someone thinks of when they think about your product or service. If you have a local business that you want kept top of mind in your community, call the station. If you need national reach, Free Talk Live's got around 200 radio stations, millions of monthly listening sessions, can suit all budgets, and if we don't think we're right for you, we'll tell you. Email me, mark at freetalklive.com.